you find yourself with the same incurable curiosity as us, this is a place for you. This is Spiritual Smorgasbord with Cheyenne and Desiree. I just love this song, mm-hmm. and I can't tell you how scared I am to pronounce the name wrong because I've never seen if it's Neobi or Neobi. <laughs> but either way, he's got a new album out named Aurora, and you should go check it out and every other one of his songs. Welcome to Spiritual Smorgasbord. Hello, Desiree. Hello, Cheyenne. Today is a very exciting day. It is. It's just you and I. <gasps> scary. Yeah. There's no guest there's for us to like no, rely on and lean no on. No guest. We had to do all of our show prep on our own. We had to do research. <laughs> this is stuff we've already researched, though. We just got to like deep dive into it more. Yeah. Did you have fun? I, I, yeah, absolutely. I had an absolute. I blast learned a lot. All this out. I did too. Which I think is probably my funnest part because when you do the episodes or you've you've researched it before and you're like, oh, I know this, but what do I really know? And then you go look and you're like, oh. And then you're like, what message do I want to put out there? And then I I have to super fact check myself Mm -hmm. because I never want to give anything out. Not intentionally. No, no, no. I think my intention's pretty pure at this point. Pure intentions. Come tell me your story in our safe place where we don't judge you. Yes. And we give you snacks. Do we though? (laughs) We're gonna. That's with sponsorships. Oh, yeah. we need sponsors. Yeah. Like, we'll go next level when you pay us. Right. <laughs> Brought to you by Ritz. Brought to you, right. Yeah, won't, won't be Ritz. No. It'll probably be some, like, really cool, organic, hippie, family-owned, small farm company that I'm like, listen, you give us snacks and we'll talk about you. Right. Okay. We'll say you're delicious even when you're not. Yes. <laughs> So, but we're not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tree branch all day off into laughing with you about this now. I know, right? So today we are piggybacking off of an episode that we just had with our guest, Krista. Mm-hmm. And she is a hypnotherapist and a medium. Um, she, Her specialty is the hypnotherapy. She uses the intuition from her mediumship to guide her through her hypnotherapy. Right, at a place called Enlightened Wellness Butterfly. That is in Wichita, Kansas. You can check out her Facebook page. She's a wonderful, wonderful person. If you haven't listened to her episode yet, I highly recommend it. Like, I highly recommend each one of our episodes. Absolutely. Yes, you will find something (laughs) that is for you for sure, no matter who you are. That's the point. Mm -hmm. Um, But today, you and I get to go through a little... um, a deep dive. A deep dive. A deeper dive. We're going to pull apart. We we really aren't able to give you six or eight hour episodes because we don't want to. <laughs> so we want to pull apart some things that Krista referenced and just, you know, doing our own research and continuing on our own journeys of learning. And bringing in some things we didn't talk about in the episode as well. Some oh, interesting yeah. facts about this. Again, What is this topic? Hypnotherapy. Yes. But we're also going to start with the origin of 
hypnosis mm-hmm. and like where did that even begin where did that start right we so, both have our own form of i should i do want to point that out is we're literally just going to be jumping back and forth like this is what i found no this is what i found exactly and do comparative research together so again keep an open mind that's what we're here for if you feel something that hits up against your core beliefs congratulations you are growing mm-hmm. welcome <laughs> This place is for you. So tell me what you have over there about the origin, in quotes, of hypnosis. Okay, so I found, the first kind of reference that I found was um, from a Parisian psychologist and physician whose name was Avacinia. Um, 980-1037 is when they were alive. And um, the interesting part about this is that he wrote a book called The Book of Healing. Now it was in Arabic, so of course that's, that's not its English name, or that is its English name. Um, it was published in 1027, and he refers to hypnosis in that. And it's a, it's a manual that's been um, translated uh, many times, um, and it's been referenced many times. Um, but this is the first that I found that hypnosis was referenced. The next I found was um, Paracelsus in the 1400s, actually 1493 to 1541. This was a Swiss physician, and um, he used magnets in his work. So um, he used magnets to heal people along with this hypnosis. Um, And then again in the 1700s, a Vietnamese Jesuit named Maximilian Hale, H-E-L-L, Hale. Um, So he was using magnets as well um, during this hypnosis process to help people heal. They called him Father Hell, which his name is just so interesting to me because, you know, we think of spirituality and everything else. And it's like, oh, hell is bad. But in here, like Maximilian Hell with Father Hell was um, kind of one of the founders of hypnosis and creating that and using magnets. Now, one of his students was named Franz Mesmer which um, he also did the magnets. But I'm going to go ahead and hand it over to Cheyenne because she really researched this one a little bit more in depth. So I pronounce it Franz. Oh, what did I say? Well, you said Franz, which is fine because I I probably would have too, except for right behind it, it says he's a German physician. So probably So I automatically heard Franz Mm -hmm. Mesmer. Mm -hmm. Uh, The reason I pulled this guy up, though, not because like he popped into the 16th century, because I believe even far past the origin that you've studied, that hypnosis is just an intricate part of every human being. Absolutely. You know, there's just there's a telepathy and a connection and all of that to all of us Mm -hmm. um but this guy's really cool because he is a german physician who did use hypnosis in the treatment of patients in vienna and paris the only problem in my findings is that i found is he mistakenly believed that hypnotism made use of an occult force which he termed an animal magnetism and that actually flowed through the hypnotist into the subject He was soon discredited, but his method is named mesmerism after its creator. Mesmerize. I was mesmerized by you. Mm -hmm. That that goes from like vampires, witches, like all of the A force outside of you forces you into this. Yes, you have no Mm -hmm. control over it. Mm -hmm. Um, Very, very cool. 
to know the origin of mesmerized. I guess the etymology of it is mm-hmm. kind of how it, it ties in. Um, there was a guy, though, in the 19th century named James Braid who studied the phenomenon, and he is the the father of the terms hypnotism and hypnosis. So mesmerize, did hypnotism, you know, and hypnosis. Did you know that uh, Braid also studied yoga and kind of discovered the fact that you self-hypnotize no. through yoga meditation. Yeah. I didn't. That's not over here because I tree branched off into the the way that he was able to name hypnotism and hypnosis is after the Greek god of sleep, hypnos. Hypnos. And H- that's where the names come from. Y-P-N-O-S. Yes. And for those of you who are like, who's hypnos? I got you. Yes. Ready? Here's a little here's a little tapper. So Hypnos, Greek god of sleep, is his mission is to make people sleep soundly. But he also has a twin brother named Thanatos, and he's the god I thought of he was gonna be named death. Insomnia. That's really what I thought his name was gonna and be. And I think that's why I decided to touch on him really quick yeah. because I was like, Oh, I'll just look up this Greek mythology really quick and then I find twin brothers, but like and what was his twin brother again? I kind of interrupted that. His twin brother is Thanatos, and he's the god of peaceful death. So together as twins, their mission is they were able to help humans avoid suffering and die peacefully while they slept. And they oh. were born from the goddess and god, Nyx, goddess of the night, and god of darkness, Erebus. So you see these shadowy characters. Right could just be discredited from their name (laughs) sleep lazy death nobody wants that um night scary things darkness scary things but really it's beautiful Mm -hmm. because darkness in the end of the day was be able to protect and help and in the end create light so there's my little tree branch on hypnos i hope you enjoyed it i did thank you Oh, I know what I was going to say. Yeah. I just zoned out really quick. (laughs) So um, besides that history of hypnosis, I did want to just real quick hit on a paper I found by a lady named Jody Wood. She wrote a paper called Modalities of Hypnotherapy. And the origin story of how she started, I would like to hit on because there's like no year in it or anything. It's just beautiful so does it help us understand what the is there even a difference between hypnosis and hypnotherapy there is going to be a difference and i'm going to say that right after this lady's okay explanation because like in here i would say this research comes from let's see britannica.com slash science lab hypnosis okay so that was the history of hypnosis is as ancient as sorcery magic and medicine which if you start a sentence with that i'm gonna continue to read because like (laughs) the allure the Mm -hmm. the mysticism in it i'm like ooh, what's there that i'm not supposed to say Mm -hmm. or see Mm -hmm. so this lady jody wood wrote a paper modalities of hypnotherapy you can find the whole version of it on studymode.com and she began it by saying The history of hypnosis is a bit like a history of breathing. Like breathing, hypnosis is an inherent and universal trait shared and experienced by all human beings since the dawn of time. 
It's only in the last few decades that we've come to realize that hypnosis itself hasn't changed for millennia, but our understanding of it and our ability to control it has changed quite profoundly. So she's kind of referencing that self-hypnosis side that through yoga, meditation, all of that, that it's innate to us. We all have the ability. It's in you from the beginning of time. Mm -hmm. And since none of us really know the beginning of time, (laughs) in just the intro of her essay, it proves that we're all primordial. Mm-hmm. We're not all gods. <laughs> we have a piece of God in us that lets us stay connected to this light while we figure our shit out, mm-hmm. so to speak, which mm-hmm. that's just a conversation on karma that we're not going to go into right now. <laughs> but back to your question of real quick hitting on the difference between hypnosis and hypnotherapy. Again, I'm going to quote Jody Wood because she could say it better than I could put a sentence together. So what she said is, I would define hypnosis as an altered state of consciousness or purposely induced altered state of consciousness. Alone, driving in a car. Oh my God, how did I get home so fast? Self-hypnosis without realizing it. Mm-hmm. Daydreaming. All those itty-bitty things. Zoning out. So hypnosis is something that um is is what is happening it's the experience of being hypnotized is hypnosis yes i guess when people hear the word hypnosis it's just been driven into like a stage magic which would mm-hmm. be direct hypnosis in a scientific term mm-hmm. um you're getting sleepy you're feeling very relaxed there's, wake up wake up yeah there's a <laughs> there is a guidance to it but there's a folklore to it that um it has been used not in the best of the client's intention you, it's not always been used for its highest good yes but that's what people go to yeah. now immediately like if you say hypnosis and not hypnotherapy if you say hypnosis you're literally picturing a guy on stage being like take your shoe off put it above your head and <laughs> act then, like, like a, a chicken yeah <laughs> act like a chicken and a crowd's like laughing at you, mm-hmm. which again is direct hypnosis but in hypnotherapy it is uh, a therapeutic model by a therapist why a client is in a hypnotic state so we've switched it from being magic to a form of therapy Mm -hmm. to help us evolve yes which we will definitely touch base on why you know why it's even a thing why Why people do do it it. Mm -hmm. yeah why even do it we're we're still in the beginning we can't i know we can't jump ahead we're getting (laughs) so excited um so i did explain self-hypnosis examples were there any ones that popped up in your head um, just meditation and yoga, I think, are the biggest ones for me. Um, you know, a lot of times we're just trying to quiet the mind and I can't get quiet and blah, 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 blah. But when you do enter those states of altered consciousness and you begin to communicate with your higher self or with spirit, source, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, that is that help. Self-hypnosis is hypnosis is when you're um, going into that state of altered consciousness that's what hypnosis is very true and we could talk about so many different versions of hypnosis uh jody wood references four in hers uh directive being the stage nlp is one that we could hit on i think you said tony robbins yeah neuro-linguistic programming Mm -hmm. which um tony robbins is known for it and and you can you can do that to yourself you can do it to other people and there's uh, been a lot of 
I guess, communication on the fact that people will learn that in order to manipulate people. I, I actually went um, and spoke to somebody once, um, and I, you know, I was kind of talking to him about marketing and different things like that, and he's like, well, you don't know, but I've been using NLP on you this whole time, and I can make you do anything I want, and I was just kind of like... That's kind of creepy. That's weird. Yeah. Well, it makes you wonder what their intentions are at the end of the day. Exactly. Like if you're sitting there egotistically manipulating my brainwaves to get something Mm -hmm. that you want. Like sales. Yeah. Sales. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. What what is your intention? Yeah, exactly. And so I think it's important that, um, you know, all all these forms of hypnosis, the two that you've and all of them are, you can do them to yourself, you can do them to other people, and you need to be responsible. But since we did bring up NLP, and if someone's driving, they can't be Googling. Don't be Googling (laughs) if you are. I want to pull apart NLP really quick with a cute little post-it that I made to, like, wrap it up in a nice little bow. So, one, it's a pseudoscientific approach to communication, personal development, and psychotherapy. It has two founders, Richard Richard Bandler and John Grinder, out of California in the 1970s. And their claim to creating NLP is that there is a connection between neurological processes of language and behavioral patterns learned through experience and programming. It has been adopted by some hypnotherapists, even though there's no scientific proof, quote unquote, that it works. So, of course, it's been labeled as pseudoscience and it doesn't work and there's too many errors and whatever paper they handed off to whatever other scholar. Mm-hmm. I think they kind of label pseudo anytime they want to discredit something that someone maybe doesn't understand or anything that goes towards that realm of magic or mysticism or anything like that. Well, I what think about they start just calling finding new science discrediting what somebody already got an award for? Right. You know? <laughs> I think that's probably the weirdest part. It's like, okay, well, if we find new stuff, I get that things have to be tested over and over and over, but everything's evolving. Everything's changing. So if everything stayed the same, we would we would be learning information that wouldn't really be best for our evolution. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you kind of have to wonder why everybody keeps like bridging the gap between like humans and knowledge mm-hmm. for so long. Like, oh, you can have that. No, you guys can't have that. Oh, you can have that. <laughs> Vatican. Mm-hmm. <laughs> calling you out i want access (laughs) so uh like i said we could go through like a bunch of them i I labeled a couple but we are going to dive into qhht dolores cannon we're going to dive into bqh which is beyond quantum healing and you're going to guide us through the gateway tapes the gateway experience the gateway experience Mm -hmm. hold on for that folks (laughs) because we'll make sure to give you the link down below to those papers (laughs) so you can deep dive on your own we're going to hit hemisync we're going to dabble in some brainwave definitions and uh hopefully comedically entertain you through all of it all of i know that much. all of it but there's the overview if you're like where is this going um that's where it's going hang on i'm excited to share all this information with you and i'm excited to talk about my girl dolores cannon so i have done a qhht session i've done it one time and i'm not gonna go super in depth into my whole experience i just want to say that i've done qhht i look forward to doing more of it and i look forward to working with more than one practitioner because i do believe that everybody interprets her lessons a different way while staying with the roots of it which is how bqh was also 
but we'll get there. I'm getting ahead of time right now. <laughs> I want to introduce anybody who doesn't know Dolores Cannon. I'm going to introduce her to you now because I just love her so much. <laughs> I don't even, I've never met her and I wish I would have. So she was born in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, April 15th, 1931, and she passed October 18th, 2014. If you want to know more about her life, you can feel free to Google her name when you're not driving. But but I'm just going to hit on a couple things, just a couple. So one, she is a past life regressionist. For those who don't know what past life regression is, it is a form of hypnosis to recover memories of past lives or incarnations. Her main specialty was recovering and cataloging lost knowledge. So she wrote 17 novels, and most of the past life ones are going to be transcribed from past life regression Sessions? sessions, thank you for the word, <laughs> that she did um, starting in the 60s and even on until her death until 2014. Through all of, what was I trying to say earlier? She basically like put all of her research side by side and noticed a lot of her patients were like saying the same stuff, talking about the same places. And she listened. Most of the hypnosis that was found in the theta state, especially in the 60s and early 70s, uh, science would discredit immediately that the person was just like, Imagination. Im imagining everything. There's mm -hmm. just like, there's just no way they're talking about extraterrestrials. They're talking about all of these things that w we don't go there, basically. So mm -hmm. it, it had been completely discredited. Um, but she was like, well, I'm going to go ahead and dive into that because, you know, I'm being told to. Well, and I think I think it's important to note that when you're developing your psychic abilities or um, discovering truths that are hidden etc it very much feels like it's your imagination doing something the thing that lets you know it isn't your imagination is because it happens over and over again in different ways with different people and it's the same thing and that's what Dolores was experiencing is the same stories would come from different people when she was regressing them and she's like well there's got to be something to this then yeah, and that's the whole point of researching is not letting your like even your core beliefs whether you break them over and over like never stop learning and even if you come up against something that you're like well you know my past self my conditioning my this my that mm -hmm. is telling me to not go any further i'm not talking about like any fear tactics i'm just talking about like noticing the correlations noticing the synchronicities right. and things and even that voice going like it's okay to explore it right we're fine yeah, we're just talking about brainwaves and mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, She again, uh, 17 books. Wow. She taught all over the world. Her books are translated in over 20 languages. And she even founded her own publishing company in 1992. It's called Ozark, Ozark Mountain Publishing. Wow. Yeah. What a powerful, powerful woman. Big contributor to what we know now. Yeah, when I came across her, I just felt like I leveled up. Like I was like, this <laughs> just is knowing a... her name. <laughs> yeah, well, you just you you stumble across a lot of information when you're just like so hungry for knowledge and mm -hmm. learning like what feels good to you and what you know your path. You're mm -hmm. not, not everybody's. So when I came across her, I was just like, wow, I've really stumbled onto something that's going to take me a while to absorb, and it did test the limit the limits that I had 
than comfortably put on myself at the time. So out of the 17 books, she has one called The Three Waves of Volunteers in the New Earth. Not going to explain it. going to make you Google it. If you're like, what's New Earth? <laughs> and what are three waves of yeah, volunteers? Maybe get on <laughs> duckduckgo.com so the cookies in Google won't just like <laughs> eat you up for looking all this stuff. Um, Jesus and the Essenes. If you don't know what the Essenes are, duckduckgo.com. <laughs> Type in the Essenes. E-S-S-E-N-E-S. And enjoy the show. But this is my favorite. She has three books, and it talks about conversations with Nostradamus. And instead of me trying to freak out and get overly excited about <laughs> explaining this, these three books, you actually sent me a TikTok of yeah. a guy. Mm-hmm. His name is Vinny. And that his, just showed up on my TikTok for you page randomly yeah, the as week we're that prepping. We're doing show prep. <laughs> right. Thank you. <laughs> um, anyway, this guy's name is Vinny. He loves sharing interesting information on his TikTok. If you want to go check him out, it's Bag O Donuts. Yeah. I'll have him explain that to me when he replies to my message <laughs> that I had to bring up his video in our podcast. But I decided just to play it for you guys because this guy rattles it off so well. Yeah that why why would I try to explain when he can do it so well? So thank you, Vinny. We're going to have you explain these books to us really quick and blow everybody's mind. Buckle the fuck up, bud, because you're going to hear this one. So yes, Nostradamus spoke with Dolores as he lived in the 16th century. It was not his spirit communicating with Dolores. And he tells Dolores that no matter what, he would not lose contact with her and he would come through to deliver messages no matter the client. You see, Nostradamus wanted to correct some misinterpretations in his work that he knew were coming as a result of not only the evolution of the French language, but the fact that he had to disguise some of his messages due to the Inquisition. One of the most powerful messages that Nostradamus delivers to Dolores is, and I quote, If I tell you the worst things that your minds are capable of creating, would you do anything to change it? Nostradamus spoke with Dolores in great detail about the mind's ability to create the reality that we experience. Dolores will ultimately write three books titled Conversations with Nostradamus in which she details the true intended meanings of 1,000 of his prophecies from the man himself. Whoa. Right? Whoa. That's all I had to say when you sent me that. Yeah. I was like, well, clearly I'm playing this for everybody. (laughs) Everybody, indeed. What did you get from that? Um, A lot? Yeah. So the main thing I heard was this wasn't um, Dolores having a conversation with his spirit. It was Dolores and Nostradamus basically sitting in a room, like not her physical body, but sitting in a room and them having a conversation as he's alive, as she's alive, which, um, what? Yeah, it goes against everything that we've ever been taught, told, believed, anything. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but it brings, it brings up the infinity symbol in my mind. Right. Cause it says past, present, future, mm-hmm. and you can see the energy flowing all the way between. Well, and we're definitely going to touch on that a little bit more, um, after this, when, um, I talk about the gateway experience, it's yeah. going to kind of explain how that's possible. Ooh, hang on, hang on. Okay, so QHHT, I'm sure that I can just never give enough information about it, but that is Dolores Cannon's training on 
hypnotizing. You're going to go into a theta brainwave state, which we can get more into that later. And you're going to talk about some trippy shit that your conscious mind would really never let you get into. Right. Yeah. So do we have do we have the research on what were some of those things that Dolores found consistently that made her go, hey, what's going on here? I need to figure out what's what's happening. I think it's when people started talking about extraterrestrials. Mm. For and one. they have the same extraterrestrial and experiences. They brought up, yeah, they brought up the same extraterrestrials. And um, she started noticing very quickly just from, I mean, her training as a therapist in however many years. Uh, I think in psychology, the higher self is actually referred to as the future self. I know that the definitions aren't like super spot on, but I have come across the terminology of future self in a therapeutic setting versus versus a lot of people in spirituality or, you know, new age, whatever. They say higher self. They say higher self. Mm-hmm. And I like higher self because mm-hmm. I, I dress her to look like everything that I'm still striving to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm pretty sure I'm an all white or blue. Like I change her <laughs> outfit all the time. She's in my cute little bitmoji. QHHT, we hit on that. So we were talking about Dolores Cannon and how she developed this quantum hypnosis. What's what's it's quantum healing hypnosis technique? Quantum healing hypnosis technique, and she helped people regress so that they could heal their wounds. So I get that, but there was the extraterrestrial example, there was the higher self example, and there was one other thing to like wrap up your question that was consistent through all of her research. And now I'm just like, I don't know. I'm I'm ready to. Talk about another thing that I have lined up. (laughs) Yeah, so there is something called Beyond Quantum Healing. And I just recently came across this by a woman in Wichita that actually does these. So the root of the teachings is obviously Dolores Cannon. But this one says, oh, yeah, I'm about to run a tree branch, but it's okay. I'm just going to do it anyways. Do it. It. To kind of like put the intention into both of them, and we'll pull this apart later, it's to help you overcome your struggles in the present by exploring the events of your past. So when you hear that, you're like, okay, past life regression, right? Right. But past life regression, why do you think it's important? Well, I know why it's important. What? So for me personally, I had an experience several years ago where I was getting the same message from spirit. And when I say that, I wasn't comfortable in my own ability to hear spirit. What I was getting is when I was going to see psychics or practitioners, and they were telling me the same thing, which was um, you need to blend the light side of yourself and the dark side of yourself. You need to accept that and integrate them in order to grow and move forward in who you are and what you can be. And I didn't quite understand where I needed to go with that. So I decided I'm going to go into meditation on my bed, which I don't know um, if you guys know much about my bed, but I have um, an energy healing bed that uses vibration and frequency. technology? Well, that's how you measure it. The measuring is bio-well. The bed itself is a lot of different components that I just pulled together. Mm -hmm. So sound, um, vibration, frequency, um, uh, just a lot of different things, but it basically clears energy blocks that you can't clear on your own is what it helps you 
do. Anyway, my point was, I so I did a meditation um, trying to figure out what all this was about, what it was that I needed to integrate, what was this heaviness that um, I was avoiding, that kind of thing. And um, I went into meditation and um, I kind of got some answers, and but, you know, not really. Immediately after I checked my email, both of my parents are adopted, and I've always kind of wondered what is my blood, my my true ancestry, what's in, in my blood behind me, not just the people I know because that's who's raised us. Um, and I had done DNA tests through Ancestry.com, and one of my blood relatives emailed me and said, hey, um, you know, I see we're related. What stories do you have about our great, great, great grandfather, Fort Greats? And I was like, I've got none. You know, <laughs> I've got stories about my mom and dad. That's about it. Yep. And um, they said, so they were they replied to it and said, um, our great, great, great grandfather, um, the mom died and uh, left four children. And the father, not wanting to deal with this, just left and abandoned all the four kids to raise themselves. Neighbors took them in. And immediately it clicked because I had just done this meditation going, hey, give me these answers. I get this email and it just clicked. What was happening is I was being told I need to integrate abandonment because my mother had been abandoned by her father. I had been abandoned by my father. My oldest daughter had been abandoned by her father. Our apparently four great grandfather abandoned all of his children. And so there was this abandonment that was just coming down genetically, energetically, this entanglement that was following us. And I had to um, understand that entanglement and release it in order for me to grow and develop into who I was going to be. And so um, I went into another meditation. It's all in a book that I wrote called Energy Evolution, The Flowering of Human Consciousness and How We Have to Let Go of Our Ancestral Entanglements in order to be able to energetically grow into beings that can have these psychic powers and that kind of thing because they're going to hold us back. But also not pass it on to your and to your not kids pass as well. it on to our children and let it keep going. If you have an awareness of generational trauma, mm-hmm. then you are the one who's supposed to break it. You don't get to yeah. find that awareness and go, "Oh no, I don't want to see that." Thank you. Right. Because and a lot of times we don't even that's know it's so coming. Selfish. No, and that's why yeah. I said when you have the awareness, exactly. you're like, "Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. this is generational. This mm-hmm. goes back so far. Mm-hmm. Now what do I do with this knowledge? Mm-hmm. You know, do I can't put the apple back on the vine? Right. I've already." T- taken a bite <laughs> exactly. so let's figure this out but mm-hmm. it's it's a very big uh what am i trying to say privilege mm-hmm. to have if you think about it like if you picture all of your ancestors behind you just cheering you on like mm-hmm. yes you're figuring it out right break it break yes. it you're strong enough to do it we're behind you you're mm-hmm. supported and things even as simple as your anger that comes from nowhere that doesn't come from nowhere that comes from your ancestors yes everything has a root mm-hmm you're not mm-hmm. just flying around picking up crap. Yeah, exactly. So I love that you brought that up because another similarity and difference between QHHT and BQH is most of QHHT is going to be on the basis of a past life regression hypnosis. And what I found in a lot of my different practitioners that I've looked to to kind of see if anybody does it different, um, there it's going to be like a guided deep meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really supposed to take you even further down the rabbit hole, mm-hmm. which so is so to speak. So important because like I was just saying, you don't always know what your ancestral entanglements are. 
and you don't have the ability like I did during this session that I write about where I went into meditation and all of a sudden, you know, I was open to it. And so my guides just started showing me, here's this experience that happened to your ancestor and how it's affecting you today. Here's the, like, they just started throwing them at me one after so another, one after another. So let me pull this another. apart because yeah. there's a lot of insecurity in the thing that you just said as a listener who has not experienced this yet. Exactly. Um, I know a lot of people just kind of like Hollywood in their mind where it has to like physically be in front of you. You physically have to touch it versus, you know, it kind of is, it does feel imaginative mm-hmm. at first because I think we're programmed to think that anything that either isn't being spoon fed to us mm-hmm. or whatever else whatever other example i could come up with like it's just your imagination it means nothing well, i think and, that was put there on purpose well clear cognances is an instant knowing coming from someplace outside of you yes and when we when we're like hmm i wonder what i should have for dinner tonight and spaghetti pops in your head and you're just or like Claire, i thought of spaghetti clear audience will kind of come up Mm-hmm. And the same aspect, you can either see a picture and if honestly, if you disregard the picture for so long, then you'll start hearing the voice. Mm. But we think it's our imagination. Yeah. And that's what we've been taught to think is it's our imagination. And really it's spirit coming to us and giving us answers. Not always, but a lot of times that's what's happening. Science would also tell you that that's kind of where the beta wave state comes in. Mm-hmm. It's like a constant chatter in your mind, mm-hmm. whether mm-hmm. you want to you know, go, oh, is that me? Is that my higher self? Is that, you know, do I just want to believe what science tells me it is? Mm -hmm. So that's very interesting to have all of that kind of tie in Mm -hmm. because here's a paragraph I found from awakeandalign.com slash beyond dash quantum dash healing. That's a mouthful. I'm glad we're going to have it in the link. I I am. (laughs) Um, I hope it's not too wordy. But I just, I really connected to it when I read it because um, one of my friends told me one time um, that he had struggled with bridging spirit and science. Mm-hmm. And I've seen, I've seen both of us do it like our whole life. Yeah. And it's been a joy watching it and a travesty watching it at the same time. But when I think of studies like this, research like this, modalities like this, I feel like there's hope to find the answers to these things that we don't understand and we push away or memories that we have lost that we can actually access in once again a safe space right which is probably why it's so near and dear to my heart Mm -hmm. so in this article it says um this technique goes beyond the perceived limitations of traditional or clinical hypnosis accurately defined as a heart and energy-based regression modality. Now I'm going to stop there because when I see heart and energy-based, I also think of heart and mind Mm -hmm. and a breathing technique that I'd been learning from a meditation from Brian Scott on YouTube is inhaling for six seconds and exhaling for six seconds continuously rhythmically will actually get your mind and heart in line in a nice flow in resonance yes mm-hmm. and i do it i try to get up every morning and doing sometimes i sleep in a little bit and i have a quicker meditation but if i give myself the full hour that i like one of my favorite exercises is to do the six breaths and then the four breath cube I'm not even going to explain that because I want someone to go Google it. Go and be Google like, it. Oh, that sounds fun. <laughs> um, so I, that's what I saw when I saw the heart and energy. Um, but here's the part that got me for all those people that like, when you think of spirituality, it's just like too, too like out there 
for you basically like you just don't want to believe it because it's not physically or like scientifically here Mm -hmm. here's your bridge because this was my bridge Mm -hmm. and my intention for starting this journey besides the fact that i was forced to have a spiritual awakening (laughs) a week before my wedding the fuck up (laughs) yeah nine nine ten days whatever happened it was crazy um it says it recognizes you the individual as being more than just your issues or the physical body you inhabit bq bqh beyond quantum healing acknowledges you as a multi-dimensional being and that true healing is quite often not a linear process which I know a lot of traditional forms of therapy and healing can be associated Mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. So your social, mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects of self are all interconnected with one another. And when one of them is out of alignment, it invariably affects the other parts of your body and your quality of life. Again, I think mind, body, and spirit. And I find it fascinating that I'm sitting here right in front of you. But if I wasn't having a good day, if I really didn't adamantly take care of myself as best as I try to take care of my family and other parts of my life, if I was, I guess, like out of my mind a little bit, if that makes sense, not here. If you were more in your physical self. Oh, well, I think it would just be like, where am I? Mm-hmm. Where's this disconnect coming from? It's fascinating. Every human can do that. Mm-hmm. And none of us really talk about it like it's a superpower mm-hmm. because I think it's great to know that you're lost and you need to be found. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just astonishing. Mm-hmm. And I see all of these different references pop up in a scientific format and is physical proof as you can get with science, pseudoscience aside, even though I think it's a derogatory term for really cool things to look up. <laughs> but um, it's it's comforting because at the end of the day, like you are human and you, you yearn for that physical and just to be like, yes, these papers make sense versus, you know, an infinite stream of thoughts floating above you. But if, if you connect to it properly, you, you just get to keep pulling down from it all the time. It's infinite and never goes away. Mm-hmm. So there's my vulnerability of being human. The science really <laughs> makes me feel better because I see dead people. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. um, my other favorite part that I kind of want to wrap up and head over to your just showstoppers you're about to give me <laughs> is um, I've, I've done like in-person therapy on and off. I mean, I started with like counselors in high school and then went into a couple other times where I had to play with Western medicine. And what I found, even though I experienced therapy and even I actually still go to therapy, um, you decide what you're still going to tell your therapist consciously. Mm -hmm. And we hide so much of ourselves in the subconscious Mm -hmm. that most of these practices are training your subconscious to then rewire your conscious. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to a therapist, you know, Kudos to you for one, for realizing that you need someone to help and talk to. But then you stay surface and you don't get to the real issue. Well, depending on what type of therapy, yes. Because Mm -hmm. think about all of the things that by shutting down that like protective left side of your brain that you can connect and really release that you're storing or realize that you can't release or access. You know, you have to wonder if you can't access a part of your brain that everybody else can. It's like super normal to 
that you're like, what the fuck is going on up there? Because <laughs> the only reason that I even started researching this so in-depthly in the past year and a half is because I started doing a yoga certification. And I not only was I just fascinated by, you know, how a finger is put together and, you know, all all the different facets of how amazing our bodies are. When I got to the brain, I was like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Whoa, 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 whoa. Now I'm on like 17 rabbit holes and I can't keep up. <laughs> so finding things like this is great because now, now that I have the terminology for stuff in my brain and I'm walking around in my daily life and I'm triggered because I'm healing, I'm not healed. Like I can still right. yell and be the B word. Right. <laughs> yeah. That means badass. I know you thought I said bitch. It's badass. <laughs> Just because a woman expresses herself assertively doesn't make her a bitch. <laughs> PSA of the day. <laughs> but I have my moments where I'm just like, I'm going to lose my fucking shit. Right. And everybody knows me as sunshine at work. And then one day I came in as a freaking hurricane like Luke Combs. <laughs> yeah. I want to be portrayed beautifully if I'm a hurricane. But like, <laughs> hear me roar. You've pissed mm -hmm. me off. And all the guys like take a step back and they're just like... I don't know how to take you. I'm like, this is what happens. Yeah. This is what happens when I just dag nab it. I don't even know where this is coming from right now. <laughs> but the reason I say that is because I 100% believe through my experience that diving into those subconscious minds with a practitioner that you trust and you are safe around and you can grow with, I've been able to reprogram things in my mind that... I never thought I would be able to break. I never thought I'd, I thought that they were literally like my personality mm -hmm. and my characteristics. And then when I found out that personality basically means your personal reality as in everything you soak in gets put into your vortex. I've never heard that and before, every, but that It's makes like so everything much you sense. experience because kids up personal until the age of seven are in a theta brainwave state. Mm -hmm. So they're constantly- It's just what you're being taught. Constantly taking in everything. Mm -hmm. So if you're like- loved and nurtured your whole freaking seven years you are soaking so much information up because you're in a safe nurturing environment and you're able to flourish and let yourself out if you're raised by parents that did not give you the attention that you needed in those seven years they were living like let's just be super dramatic and be like your parents are drug addicts and you hid under a kitchen table yeah. most of your you childhood you, yeah. i mean like i don't want to like make fun of anything i'm just right. saying what i'm saying is you learn to survive your first seven years mm -hmm. so somebody wasn't in front of you with the abc's going and you this learned is a, the world this isn't is safe and you, you learned a lot yes, of things you learned everything isn't safe mm -hmm. you don't know how to accept love and you can be 35 years old right now and think back to your seven-year-old self and be like oh who cares everybody has a story you have a tough life blah 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 let's move on bro you're still that seven-year-old kid you mm -hmm. actually still don't know how to love and you're living half alive mm -hmm. and you you maybe just maybe can put your pride down and the weird masculine training that all men get in this world that like they don't have to have emotions because you're all fucking cowboys that spit and shit in the desert you're not <laughs> half of you can't ride a fucking horse so shut up it's okay to feel but if you just acknowledge that you have inner child issues, no matter how far away you are from those ages in that childhood, you get to release another form of trauma that we get to talk about mm -hmm. through these practices that will subconsciously release it for you and connect you back into 
the things about you that most people tell you, like, I'll just shove it down. It's in the past. It's fine. Mm -hmm. You have to heal it even if it's in the past. What happened to you is not your fault, but Mm -hmm. your healing is 100% your responsibility. Absolutely. It really is. So segueing into the gateway tapes, Mm -hmm. these are another form that I just find overly fascinating. You've done 10 times more work with it and research with it than I have. So tell me, tell me, tell me, please teach me about your findings on the gateway tapes. Okay. So I'll start by saying the, the, the gateway process or the gateway experience is, um, it was something that was developed, um, by Robert Monroe. He has a place called the Monroe Institute and this process is patented. The thing that, um, I think really kind of makes this something that we've all heard about now and are, you know, teased about is because in um, 2003, there was a release of a CIA document. So government, right? Everything is, you know, (laughs) yeah, top secret, all of that. So 1983, Robert Monroe was, uh, sorry, (laughs) he's the person that did it. Wayne McDonald, Lieutenant Colonel Wayne McDonald of the U.S. Army Intelligence and Security Command in 1983 was tasked with writing a document that explained the gateway process and also its ability to help the government in its primary um, source was a project called Center Lane and um, later, sorry, it was originally called Operation Grill Flame, later called Center Lane. Um, and this was to secretly develop the ability to remote view for our intelligence agencies. The Men Who Stare at Goats. Go watch The Men Who Stare at Goats. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, it has George Clooney in it and a bunch of other amazing actors. If you want like to learn a bunch while being entertained, go watch The Men Who Stare at Goats. Right, because even though it's a Hollywood story, it is a true story. But it it does tell a lot of the facts. You can go ahead and fact check it afterwards, but Mm -hmm. if you want to be entertained and learn so much about what the government does that we're like, oh no, they're the government, they're there for us. Mm -hmm. They literally find new technology, and if they can't weaponize it, then they just pretend like it's weird and pseudoscience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even though they have papers out there, they're like, everything's true, but we couldn't kill people with it. Or enslave people with it, so it's a bunch of poppycock. Yeah. Enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, so he wrote this this document, and um, the document explained, one thing he was really worried about is when he, you're going to this general, and you're going to split stay, hey, by the way, we can remote view, we can astral travel, we can do past time travel, future time travel, we can do all this stuff, and he's, you know, these generals are going to be like, Excuse me. And you can do it with the power of your mind. Excuse me. That's not true. Right. So he was really worried about them accepting the truth of it. And so he started breaking it down at the scientific level so that it could truly be understood how this whole process worked. Um, So uh, 
Okay, so he started by explaining what hypnosis was. And so it's basically a process that allows us to shut off our left brain. Our left brain is our protector. It keeps us out of danger. It is the masculine side of your body and your brain as well. Yes, absolutely. And it lets us access the right brain. And so the left brain is your gatekeeper. It doesn't allow you access to your right brain because your right brain is where you can access your creativity. It's where you can access. Um, learning. Um, it's it's just, it's the left brain is, go ahead. I have an explanation if go. you'd allow me to jump in. Mm-hmm. So what I have found is that the left brain with being the protector, it gets, it receives all the information first and decides if it's going to yes. send it over to the right brain. Mm-hmm. So like the right brain, I just always feel like it's just like this really flowy, awesome hippie, just dancing in a field, creating <laughs> yeah. and like living in the highest vibration possible. And it's like, la, 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 la. And then like the left brain comes along and it's like, get your shit together. <laughs> I've decided that you don't need this thought to come to you, this thought to come to you, right. this thought to it's you. It's like the government and us, right? <laughs> Seriously. So like it's going to decide everything for you. And then you just get it really you can either get it really high, you can feed it psychedelics, <laughs> you can give it CBD, or you can go through altered states of consciousness to really put a collar around that, you know, left brain. Left brain. Just like, hey, bro, you've been doing so good. Like, let's just take a nap. Right. Like, don't stop. And it lets right but, brain come yeah, in and be like, like whoa. <laughs> and then the, the right brain gets all of the information. Mm-hmm. It bypasses the left. And she's like, la, la, And the la, right brain's la, like, I know how to use yeah. this. I'm not, oh, I'm not oh, bad. Yeah. Oh. And you're like, you're feeling like a genius because you, you don't remember processing most of the information without the fear and the vulnerability of when the left brain kicks in for you. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's not true. Shut up that. Don't listen yeah. to that. Oh, you yeah. can't do that. Unworthiness, not good enough. Mm-hmm. Like it re- like your shadow side and your left brain, like they have margaritas together sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the right brain's over here with like kombucha and a joint. And she's just like, guys, can't we all just get along? Right. Okay. So then she like blows it on the, all right, man. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, you can ahead. have a little time. <laughs> you can you can take control, but with consistency, you build mm-hmm. that neurological the pathway, muscle. the mm-hmm. uh, neuroplasticity in mm-hmm. your head, and da 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 da. Back to you. Okay, Thank okay. You. <laughs> so we have the whole right. So he explained how that right brain and left brain works together, and that you really have to get that left brain shut off in order to access the right brain to move into the stages that you need for this whole process. So um, you, so there's a couple of ways you can do it. One is um, hypnosis, of course. Hypnosis shuts off that left side, engages your right side. Meditation, so self-hypnosis. Um, you get to higher states of awareness, all of that kind of thing. Um, and then the, the third kind of technique he talks about is biofeedback. So as you're training your brain to do this, you can have someone else hypnotize you. Mm-hmm. You can do your self-hypnosis, your yoga. So you think about the people, you know, those, uh, oh, what are their names? They live in the mountains and they do yoga all the time and meditation. Are you talking about Himalayas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. who lives? Monks or I mean, I guess you could name. say that. Monk. What, what are call you thinking monk? of like Buddhist monks specifically? Yeah. yeah, sure. Okay. But so they spend their whole entire life learning to get into this meditative state mm-hmm. that allows them to access. But they're also exercising like the purity yes. and staying away from yes. the illusion of the physical world. Mm-hmm. And that is a constant practice. Yes. If you leave it and go to 
attain nirvana. Exactly. Nirvana. Exactly. That's the oh. point. So you can, you, someone can take you there through hypnosis. You can get there yourself through meditation and years and years and years of study. Um, and then you can also do it through biofeedback and stimulus. So, but it's still a process um, where you learn what it feels like. Uh, so, so you, talking about the biofeedback you put like probes and that kind of thing on your brain and your body and and you start understanding what your body feels like when you are in the state that allows you to get there so whether you're being hypnotized to get there whether you're doing it through meditation whether you are doing it because you're getting a stimulus that puts you there you understand how your body feels then you can remove the stimulus you can remove the measurement system and you can get yourself there so those are those are the different ways that he talks about that you can go there so the I don't mean to interrupt, but I have a question because Mm -hmm. you just hit on something that I am dying to know now. (laughs) So in these sessions where these things happen to you and you really connect mind and body, Mm -hmm. how do you recognize that you're integrating that therapy in your daily life through the rewiring of your brain? So the only way I can explain it is for me personally, when I started doing energy healing. Specifically in the body. Specifically in the body. Yes. yes. When I started doing energy healing on people, um, I know what the sensation feels like. I don't know how to describe it, but I feel it. when. I, so I intentionally try to set myself in the state of being able to transmute energies. And I can physically feel the way it feels. So I'm the first place I felt it was I was driving in my car and you know how, like you, the example you gave earlier, you, you decide to drive home and all of a sudden you're home and you're like, wait, how'd I get there? I was totally disengaged. I was driving in my car in that state, but purposefully being conscious of being in that state. And I was, and I was like, Oh, I, I feel this physically. I understand what this feels like. And I was like, okay, let's just play on that. And I just did that over and over until I could, I could call it up and just be there in that physical state. Um, and it really is a sensation for me personally. It starts in in my tailbone, and there's like this energy force that pulls up through my crown chakra, and I and it's and I can literally feel my energy being expanding. Do you consider it um, Kundalini energy when you? It feels very reference? much like that. It feels okay. very much like that. I know there's plenty of ways that. We mm-hmm. could describe it. Kundalini is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when you said that, I was like, I felt You're that. You're like, I know that. <laughs> I felt that. And wow. Right. Right. I, I never thought that I would meet somebody that actually experienced it. I had to go to the internet and like. 2000 something and be like <laughs> just like type in a bunch of different sentences because I trying to figure out what that well, was. I had no idea like what it was at all. Yeah. I was from a. I don't want to be like, I was from a small town, so I didn't know shit because that's not mm-hmm. right. Like, I knew mm-hmm. shit. I come from a great place and very hardworking people. But you don't really go to, like, a preacher and you're like, uh, so this energy was building up in my tailbone <laughs> and shot up my spine and now I'm right. seeing things. Well, and it's very blissful. Like, it, you Absolutely. immediately go into bliss. Euf- it's euphoria. It's harmonious. And it's the, the closest thing. Addicting. I, yeah. <laughs> the closest thing I can compare it to in, like, most everybody has experienced this. Yes, ladies, I'm talking to you, most everybody. Is it's very much orgasmic. To me, it yeah. feels very much like, like what you feel like when you have an but orgasm. But not like, not like 
I don't want to be like dirty orgasmic. No, like we're no. getting like really raunchy. I'm, I'm talking I mean, a sexual the, orgasm. The natural, but it's normal, unconditioned sexual energy. Right. Like when you have when you have an orgasm, for me, it stays very centered in the lower part of my body. This feeling is that same feeling, but it goes but up through your crown. But you're not actually doing that. Act. You're not actually doing that. I guess that's that. what I want. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. want people to be like, oh God, if I do this, I'm going to be coming all day. No. I'm like, no, no, no. Now listen, listen. No, take that part aside. Like, I think what I should put in the context is like, it's a chakra feeling yeah. of utilizing. It's your energy that you're feeling. Yes. It's, it's not the physical aspect. Exactly. It's the energetic aspect. But it's the same. It's the same type of feeling, but it goes through your crown and then it just expands. But I love that you're able to know what part of the body that it actually comes from. Mm-hmm. From again, the science perspective and the spiritual perspective, right? Because when I got onto chakras and parts of your body and pathways, breathways, all of that, I'm like, I am severely undereducated about something that I'm supposed to take care of the rest <laughs> of my life, right. and I have done some shit to it right (laughs) and i'm glad i look as good as i do at 30 right i've done some shit yeah yeah that's a later episode sorry mom and dad (laughs) (laughs) maybe mom's grandma grandma grandpa sister mother i've prayed enough so i'm not i'm not looking for redemption i'm just letting y'all know i'm about to spill some tea in the next 13 episodes that we are recording can you believe that 13 episodes or 13 seasons yeah that we have on the docket already for yeah that we, awesome. that we have to record. Yeah. <laughs> so when I meet somebody and I'm like, you got to come on my podcast. I'm like, fuck, when am I, when are we going to do this? Yeah. Now, <laughs> I mean. This is why we need sponsors. So we can just do it every day. <laughs> so the funny thing is, is we have a list of people that want to be our sponsors and we, we're still like, can we put you on our list and we'll call you because we're not ready to take sponsors just quite yet. Yeah. I want to get through season one. Yeah. I want to feel good about that. I'm not ready to we're sell my microphone. Format. Yeah. <laughs> I'm building the infrastructure right now. Yeah. I don't want to remember like every time I talk about my microphone and be like, thank you so much, Blue Yeti, for letting us try, the, <laughs> try this out. You know, like some <laughs> cheesy ass sponsors. So we're growing one step at a time and we definitely know where we're going. We yeah. have a very nice trajectory. But right now we are the arrow and the bow. And we are consistently and purely pulling ourselves back gracefully Mm -hmm. to make sure, you know, again, we're shooting a bow right now. Like, do you, do you have your sight intact? Do you have your target intact? Are we pulling back? Are we flexing the right muscle? I used to shoot a bow. I'm literally (laughs) shooting a bow right now. My dad rolled up a $5 bill when I was really young and um, he's like, is a $5 bill. So to like a 10 year old kid, that's a million dollars. Yeah, it is. Especially in the 90s. Do you know yeah. how many garage sales I could go to <laughs> that $5? Anyways, he rolled it up into Abraham Lincoln's uh, unibrow. And he's like, whoever hits that gets the money. And I guess me and my spirit guides wanted that five bucks because <laughs> I shot that bow and my dad still to this day, it's one of his favorite stories to talk about. <laughs> he's like, she can shoot a bow like crazy. I don't even know if I can anymore, but right. every weekend I'd be like, pow, pow, pow. <laughs> just kidding. Bows don't pow, but whatever. <laughs> I had, I had a pew, pew, pew. <laughs> I had to do that. Thanks for that tree branch. Yeah. Okay. So getting back to, <laughs> so anyway, so the biofeedback, um, the machines that you're hooked up to is 
you understand when you get into that state, this is what my body feels like. So now that I know what my body feels like, um, it's kind it's kind of like a muscle. You know, you know how you can lift your arm and put a fork in your mouth to eat. It's not like you have to think about that. But when you were a baby, you had to think about it. You had to understand how to hold the fork. We're doing it right now with my daughter. Exactly. Yeah, she's the right age. And most parents, mm-hmm. like they're in their high chair, they're making a mess, they're flipping it over on themselves, they're getting on their clothes. I don't even see that when I'm feeding my child. I see the energy of her brain trying to re-record over and over, picking the fork up. And when that happens, that action feeds in your brain. Like it's going to go from her hand to her spinal cord. The spinal fluid takes it up to the brain and continuously makes this pathway over and over in your brain if you do it right so many times to the point where muscle memory kicks in just like out of nowhere like your kids feeding themselves perfect and you're not pissed there's food all over the floor and then you're 40 and you've got the fork down you've got got it down (laughs) yeah but what I'm what I'm saying is I don't see her making a mess I see her being in the exploratory phase of Mm -hmm. her human existence and I need to support her in her high chair Mm -hmm. with the way that she so chooses to pick that fork up a million times and maybe drop applesauce on the ground right and you know we're we're guiding her but she's not on my agenda about how I think she should pick up the fork and Mm -hmm. how it should be good every time and that's our spiritual journey absolutely yeah mm-hmm. it's a mess to eat with yeah, her, but I'm we might a be blast. messy but we're getting there yes exactly <laughs> so um you understand those responses eventually you can just eat your meal you can just go into that mm-hmm. state so that's that's the goal of the gateway process is to help you understand what that state feels like and then you can start doing that on your own um so how this works originally, right? Because um, I did. I don't have the time to be a Buddhist monk and spend 50 years learning how to meditate and get into that state. So how do we get you there? And that's what uh, Robert Monroe developed, created with Monroe Institute. And it was a group of tapes called the Hemisync tapes. It is patented. So look that up. They are expensive, um, but you can get them. Not only can you get them, but this process that um, the people in the U.S. Army Intelligence Security Command went through, um, which was called the Gateway Journey, is still available through the Monroe Institute. You and I can go right now and sign up and go take the whole week course where you go, you go through the tapes, you go through the process, you learn the waves, you learn all of this. Um, So keep that in mind. It's not cheap, (laughs) but... You can also buy them on eBay. I checked last night. You can get the tapes, but this is where you go to the training. Yeah, they use the tapes, right? I know you're talking about. I Mm -hmm. just saw the thing I did last night. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that's a pretty cover. Yeah. So I do have those tapes. If you want to hear them, by the way. And a lot of it's available on YouTube as well. Well, yeah. But the the key, I'll explain when I found it. Well, you told me to look it up on YouTube while the tapes were being mailed to your house. Yes. So, like, you're the reason that I started Hemisync meditation. Right. Right. So the key with the key with the Hemisync and it's at, so Hemisync is the technology. The gateway process is the learning. 
Okay, so that's a difference. Um, so the key is vibration and frequency. So in order to get your brain in the right frequency, that frequency then transfers down into your heart and then through your entire energy system because your heart is the center of the creation of your energy system. So the key here is to get your left brain at one frequency and your right brain at a different frequency. And what happens is called the FFR, which is frequency following response. The difference between those is the frequency that you need to be in in order to get on the level of source or as um, they refer to in this document is called the absolute Um, or we may call it our higher self, whatever that is for you. Um, But so, for example, I put my left brain um, what I because you do have to listen to the tapes with separate headphones. Um, You can't do it when you listen to it just like through a speaker. You have to have a different headphone in each side because you're putting your left brain at, say, 104. You're putting your right brain at 100. And the difference then is four. So the frequency of four, if if that's what you were doing was 100 and 104, you were trying to create your brain to sync at four frequency, four hertz. Um, And so through um, these tapes and different levels of the tapes, um, you get into different frequencies and um, you become resonant or um, your energy system becomes resonant with the frequency of source or the absolute. So should we go ahead and talk about frequencies and what those are? So a couple pointers yeah. that kept popping up in my head. Not even pointers. I'm just like, that goes there, that mm-hmm. goes there, that goes there. Mm-hmm. Um, the Authentic Gateway Tapes, the guy comes on with this, um, I think it's a comforting voice. He talks to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he'll basically say, like, um, do you have headphones on? This works better with headphones. Can you hear my voice in your left ear? If you can't hear my voice in your left ear, you need to Switch turn your sides. headphones ahead mm-hmm. around or something like that. That's how you kind of know it's like the authentic one. Because if you do go to YouTube and type in HemiSync, it is going to be based off Hertz. Mm-hmm. There's one on there. I can't think of the title right now, but it's like a, a blue head with like a blue brainwave mm-hmm. thing going through. That's one of my favorites um, that I do in the mornings. And when I take my headphones off, I can, I swear I can hear stuff from like miles and miles away. Mm. It's crazy what it does to your ears. Um, that lasts for like two and a half hours, I think. Uh, one other thing I was going to, say is did you mention that they contain binaural beats but they are not not. binaural beats i did not mention that so i knew i didn't think that they were binaural beats but i guess the point to go along with the mathematics is they're going to play two tones and then you'll kind of know when a third tone is ringing out so they contain binaural beats but they are it's not considered a full-on binaural beat experience i guess so binaural beats are standing waves but they're standing waves that i guess that we are still able to distract ourselves from um i guess that just kind of goes with how well you want to concentrate that day Mm -hmm. because i've had a lot of binaural beat experiences that were life-changing and one that will be life-changing for us is the lucia light machine Mm-hmm. So, um, but hemisync tones, on the other hand, can maintain the standing wave and create that third tone for you. So I just thought that was very interesting mm-hmm. because through the whole gateway, through the whole QHHT and the BQH, I'm always wondering out of the five brain waves that we're really going to hit on, 
um, like what, what state your mind is, like what, what are the state brain, do you need to be in? What's the hurts? What's mm-hmm. the name? What's the ascension process from awake mm-hmm. to asleep? And how can you be friends with these brain waves in order to have you use them and manipulate them for your best interest and mm-hmm. not necessarily anybody else or realize when you're trying to be manipulated by somebody else, right? Because they're accessing knowledge that you aren't you didn't know. Mm-hmm. Here mm-hmm. we are for you. Let's <laughs> empower you with some brain wave knowledge. Absolutely. So I like to call. Uh, so I. So the acronym that I use is DTAB. D T A B G, which is Delta, Theta, Alpha, Beta, Gamma. That's the order of the brain waves. I um, act like I'm a cheerleader, <laughs> and when I'm like, "What are the brain waves again?" I just think of like a really BB voice. Yeah. And she's like, Delta, Theta, Alpha, Beta, Gamma. <laughs> and then like a bunch of bitches just start clapping in a circle and hugging. <laughs> Seriously, like that's, my mom taught me to like learn stuff through comedy. Yeah. yeah. So stuff that I'm like going to forget or like kind of like bores me. I don't want to say that because I'm not bored by brainwaves yeah. anymore. But when I do that, it's like some Powerpuff Girl type, yeah, flying in the air right. shit. So. See, and for me, I, I like... D tab G it, like I'm like there's just, a, there's like a drug dealer or something you're like D tab G okay because you know? I was gonna be like I think it just shows the difference in how people store information right. like what personally works for them like I was gonna say that you're a scientist and you come back with a drug dealer so <laughs> that's hot um but I'm over here like having some sorority nine, like sorority girl 90s cartoon in my in my head to remember the brainwave states when I'm just like walking around. I'm like, what am I doing right now? Beta, beta, beta. You know, or like high Alpha, fre- omega. Yeah. Or it's like even <laughs> like well, and they're- high frequency gamma. Right. Like, is that an egotistical dream to want to vibrate that high all the time? Or is that just uncontrolled we ADHD? We experience that all the time. We, these are the ones that we experience most, but there are some that are even higher than this yeah that you can get to but it's it's really difficult well how do you just operate in the real world like that i'm in golden retriever mode all the time (laughs) and if i'm not then i'm like i'm exhausted and i need to go fill my cup right (laughs) oh my goodness but um anyways so we memorize brainwaves super cute yeah and do that or pick your own it's fine However you can remember it, it's totally cool. Or don't memorize them. That's fine, too. Yeah, you don't have to. You just play this episode over and over. <laughs> so starting first with Delta, this one goes from 0.5 to 4 hertz. This is the brainwave that we're most often seen in deep, dreamless sleep. And it's also what allows our body to self-repair. Also, um, subconscious is like a computer. It's like sorting, filing, and discarding data. So if you feel lighter the next day, that problem that was super heavy the day before, and then all of a sudden you're like, I have no idea how that went away. (laughs) You can thank Delta. Mm -hmm. Dress her up, dress him up in your mind, be friends with them. Mm -hmm. Talk Mm -hmm. to your brain waves. (laughs) (laughs) Like Delta. Like what is that Disney emotion? That Disney uh, Disney movie that like emotions. Isn't it Inside Out? Yeah, Inside Out. That's where I got the inspiration (laughs) to do that with my emotions. But then when I learned brain waves, I was like, oh my God. (laughs) Now there's all these waves that go with our emotion guys. Yeah, I have a green room in my mind now. I was like, all right, you need to go to the room, take a chili pilly and bring up happiness. Right. Because we got to get through this shit. 
So tell me more after Delta. Okay, so after Delta, we have Theta, which is from four to eight hertz. And this one's associated with dreaming or being on autopilot and learning. So Theta's been my favorite since I found Dolores Cannon because the alpha theta border is from seven hertz to eight hertz and that is where the optimal range for visual visualization and hypnosis or reprogramming of your mind begins so if you went back to qhht you're gonna have a theta alpha bridge mainly theta and qhht but bqh even though it has roots of the quantum healing technique you're actually going to be in a deep alpha trance state and that fascinated me because mm -hmm. so many different parts about the study are, I mean, they're matched, not necessarily verbatim, but you can tell where they got their skills from. Mm -hmm. So then, you know, the practice has to be different just based on the deep trance-like state alone. Mm -hmm. And right. then the fact that meditation and guided meditation is just so powerful in mm -hmm. so many facets that it's used for. Mm -hmm. And for each different um, level of the process that you go talking gateway process and the hemisync um you know you you are in prime you know primarily one state but as you go into different states you can do different things mm -hmm. so that that's i found that theta is very important for memory recovery mm -hmm. not just in like alzheimer's patients which alzheimer's is plaque building up between the neurons so i know that there's like medications that they've been working on and stuff like that um and i'm not even gonna get into being overly educated on Alzheimer's, I just thought that it was fascinating to, since I've studied the brain, like picture the plaque between the neurons mm -hmm. and just like visualize it more and be like, how, why is that plaque there? Why is it doing that? How do you yeah. get rid of it? And how do you get rid of it from like an energetic standpoint versus just like taking medicine or something right. like that? Well, and my grandmother has dementia, Alzheimer's, at least the beginning stages of it. And from what I understand, the medication they give you just stops it from progressing. Yeah. So it stops more plaque from coming in. But they don't but really it, know what to do with the rest of it. They can't clean it out yet, medication wise. So scientifically. So, yeah, <laughs> scientifically for sure, which mm -hmm. all of mine is, um, I'm just going to put the website in the notes because I'm going to mess it up. But it says gamma binarial beats positively affects memory. So I don't, I'm not going to correlate that to Alzheimer patients treatment or anything. I just, um, I have memories that I would like to access for healing purposes, mm -hmm. not necessarily like I want to remember, mm -hmm. um, but understanding that things that are unhealed in you from your past that you chose not to feel at the time. Obviously it's some really, really hard, heavy stuff. Um, noticing that those are still holding you back. You know, how, how long will you grow and find the strength to go back and access them? Well, and so speaking just at a scientific level, so um, whether you accept it or not, the truth is we are energetic beings. Every, mm -hmm. You know, we have, we'll call it dark matter, but we are, um, physically not present. We have more, just like the, the universe has more space between planets and stars mm -hmm. than there is matter. Our bodies are exactly the same way. There is more space and, um, the dark matter, the unseen in our cells. Um, and it's being held together together with a hologram. We'll get to that in a minute, but so you have an emotional experience at the age of five. You don't deal with it because you don't know how you're five. It imprints on us in an energetic way. 
And because we don't deal with that, it shows up in a physical way. Because everything is energy, it transitions into matter. That's how we're here. We can't were destroy, energy. Can't die. Right. We transitioned into matter. We transitioned into physical. There's no reason to believe that our emotions that are also at an energetic level don't do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what we have to break apart. The more we talk about theta, I just realize how much of like almost a love affair I have with it because of all the things you think that it can help you heal and connect you to. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, I mean, just to be like, oh, off the deep end. Right. Um, theta is one thing. Healing is one thing. But when you think of accessing memory from the fact that no energy can ever be destroyed, then, you know, the really awesome part of myself is like Akashic Records. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's what you're di- diving into here. So if you have Akashic Record training, you're diving into this same thing that the Hemi-Seeking Gateway Process teaches you and what our spies know. Yeah. That's what our spies and know. And even <laughs> the little topper I put on BQ- BQH in a bit. Yeah. I mean, when I read that, I just felt so deeply connected to it because it was just a, an absolute, like, I have to do this. Mm-hmm. I have to connect to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Talking about alpha waves, alpha wave is between 8 and 13 hertz, and these are present when we're relaxing or recharging. So watching TV, you're sitting at alpha. Again, I'm watching the characters in my head, and immediately alpha is a masculine. And this is <laughs> He's an alpha male. <laughs> so I guess, but like when you said like the TV, I was reading the description that I have written for alpha, mm-hmm. and it says the voice of beta or no, the vo- this is a time when the constant chatter of the beta state ceases to a large degree and mm-hmm. the subconscious mind is open to suggestion. But since they're all little characters in my head and Alpha is a guy that just like doesn't want this beta girl to keep talking. <laughs> so like Alpha comes home from work. Just put He's some tired. Tape around her. <laughs> she misses him. He hasn't been home all day. He pats the kids on the head and he's like, I just need to like decompress unwind mm-hmm. and beta is like beta 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 <laughs> just on and on and on and on and on so that's literally what i pictured for like alpha and beta are right. like annoyingly like together yeah or like to not make a romantic you think of just like neighbors like you're getting out of your car and that neighbor that literally <laughs> is always mowing his yard is like right. there and pulls you into oh, conversation with them Let's and you're talk. like I just got off work. I don't want to talk to anybody. Why are you always outside mowing your fucking yard? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And why do you always pull me in a conversation? So it's like Alpha, again, is just this guy in this yeah. suit that's like, why is this happening? I just want to freaking chill. Yeah. But here's here's something important, right? So this is when you're relaxing and recharging. And so one of the things that we as humans do is watch TV to relax and recharge. But it's so critically important what we're watching because we are being programmed as that's why they call them programs. Yeah. We are being programmed. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> right. So if you watch violence, if you watch political news shows, if you if you watch all of this stuff that is going to program you to be in that state, be careful. Like watch happiness. <laughs> you know, watch Well, <laughs> read I a have book. <laughs> a theory on this. Okay. Because no matter how 
open I am to everything that I'm experiencing and going on with. I know that there's still that unawake part of me that yeah. still likes some hot gas every once in a while. Yeah. You know, you're just like, mm, that's juicy. Mm-hmm. The difference I found in it, since you still have to take the lessons from the subconscious and slowly integrate them into your life one day at a time, 21 times form habit, <laughs> um, you find that one, it's kind of challenging, but two, I lost my train of thought right there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you were going to tell us, I was talking about programming and watching TV. I was, but I don't know. I don't know where it freaking went. I feel like it was important. It was super good. (laughs) It was like super good. That's okay. If you you come to it, you know, we'll do it over. It's literally like it felt like it just even popped. Right. I don't think it's, I don't feel it floating around. Oh, Dang it. There it is. Okay. (laughs) Well, I've noticed between like the terminology of being awake and being asleep, which Mm -hmm. is just unawareness to awareness to me, the awareness in my body when I watch things that I used to be able to watch and I can't watch anymore because my body has a physical action to it and I can now feel it. Yeah. Either from an empathic, intuitive experience. And it's repulsive. Well, my husband like loves every type of movie in the world. So Mm -hmm. he doesn't really watch it like he is absorbing the violence or anything. He just like likes a certain actor and the way that they portrayed a character is probably Mm -hmm. what I would say. And and whatever's Mm -hmm. part of the storyline. I don't watch movies about war. I don't watch serial killer. I don't watch horror. I don't watch a lot of like dark, dark stuff I have in my past. Mm Mm-hmm. It makes me feel awful. Most TV now yeah. really just turns me off. The mm-hmm. Gaia Network is by far one of my favorite things to watch because I can still learn, but I'm I feel like I'm just like learning things that I actually want to learn. Like it mm-hmm. feels good. Back to that, my body is responding to it, mm-hmm. and I can 100% if I was not aware of my body reacting to stuff when I watched programming Mm -hmm. and I was listening to this, I would be like, I don't know what they're talking about. Like I understand being that person. Mm -hmm. And what I'm telling you right now is you actually have a disconnection between your mind and your body. Mm -hmm. And that's why if you're watching whatever you're watching and you don't feel feel anything, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying watching those things is bad for you. Mm -mm. What I'm saying is you don't have an awareness if your body like doesn't react. Right. You know, there is, somebody in there being like mm, maybe maybe we could watch something happy yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe we could learn something but everyone's on a different place in their journey absolutely yeah. which is why i'm like tiptoeing around it to make sure yeah. nobody writes in who's like fucking horror movies you're awesome kill yeah. yourself <laughs> like oh no 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 sorry i didn't mean that i'm just saying in my personal experience right. i used to be able to watch certain things right and now uh i can't some things that i Something changed. Well, even things in public that I'm exposed to now, I'm 10 times more vulnerable to. Mm -hmm. Thank God for restaurants and places like that muting their TVs. Because if I go into some place where I have to listen to audio of something that I really do not want Mm -hmm. in in my ear space, I'm going to be a headphone person soon. (laughs) Like It's like, does that bitch wear headphones everywhere? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, They're extra bass and she cannot hear you. We've got Neovi going in our Yes. That and my new Jimmy Jam is unlike Pluto. Oh, yeah. Which I'm going to drop a little. Mm, love that. Stir crazy yeah. at the end of the episode. <laughs> so, okay. So we move on to beta next, which is between 13 and 35 hertz. And this wave is where we experience um, things like problem solving and engaging. So you're at work. 
you know, you've got a team thing happening, then you need to build a six foot tower out of straws and tape, and you've got five minutes. This is where you're engaging your beta. Um, it's also a constant stream of thoughts. Yes. So when you're feeling like superwoman or superman and you're juggling a million things, just wondering how you're balancing mm-hmm. every part of life. Mm hmm. It's that constant, not like the intuitive chatter. I think like I don't I don't want to mix up spirituality chatter and brainwave activity. Like just if you're hooked up to a machine, that constant (laughs) just sentences that do not even give you breath. Right. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. You need to take out the trash. You need to take your doctor. You need to make that appointment. You need to yeah. Okay, left, right, left, right. To do list, to do list. Exactly. It's just going, 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 doesn't have to breathe. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then we have gamma, which is the fifth and final one that we generally stay in a lot of the time. So the delta, theta, alpha, beta, gamma. Gamma is 35 and above, although there there really is a top to this. It's just not recognized a lot um, but th- because there are other states above this. But this is found with intense concentration and learning. So this is like, um, you know, when you are just really focused, think of um, maybe an autistic kid. They don't have to be autistic. But so for me as a child, um, when I really hyper focused on something because I was really into it, mm-hmm. I could spend two hours not even know any time had passed. And I was just focused on doing that thing. That's that gamma state. Uh, high gamma or high frequency activity is anything above 80 hertz from what I found if I did not quote that correctly, reach out to me kindly. (laughs) Um, And then let's see, the average is 40 for, I don't want to be like normal people, but gamma Mm -hmm. is like 40 typical. Uh, I see that it's called the insight wave um, because you get bursts of insight and high level information processing. Mm -hmm. It's the um, breakdown of the integration process is where you can get into the spectrum talk. Mm-hmm. which I'm not educated on enough, so I'm not going to go there. Mm-hmm. But I just have noticed that just from studying brainwaves, like when do you get to go get tested for that? Like when when does that become a part of mm-hmm. how you're trying to connect, not just your physical, I don't want to be like physical ailment, ailments, but like what dis-ease mm-hmm. is in your brainwave pattern that you can start mapping out and healing yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And just in case anybody ever wanted to know the actual definition of brainwaves, besides just you knowing that you have brainwaves because you're alive, uh, brainwaves are neurons sending electrical signals in the brain to communicate. Mm-hmm. More than five types, but right. there's a little reminder. Mm-hmm. And they're all going to work differently under uh, hypnotized states. Mm-hmm. Well, and we have to think of the fact that brain waves, right? So this is what we were talking about earlier. Your brain waves, your brain creates the frequency of that wave, but that wave is sent down to your heart and your heart determines the energetic wave of your whole biorhythm or your energetic self. So your heart is the center of your energetic um, beat for better, for better or worse. Um, So... And you need to get your entire being, your entire energetic self, not your physical self, your entire energetic self, 
um, in residence with um, the frequency of creation or as the gateway process document, the CAA document calls it, the absolute source um, in order to begin to work with it. And what you understand is that we, our physical being is a hologram. So the easiest way for me to understand holograms, which is really a concept that is just far out there, it's quantum physics, and they do talk about it in the CIA document. But so the hologram um, is think of yourself. Mm -hmm, Yeah, think of yourself as the first cell, the egg and the sperm, your first cell, and then it divides. Your cell is a hologram of itself dividing itself, and it continues to divide and divide and divide, and that physical hologram gets larger and larger and larger until you create the human being, right? So it's not like a doctor goes in and tells your mom's womb, it's now time to be a million cells big, and at this point, you should have an arm and two eyes. It doesn't happen like that. Your cellular hologram self creates itself within the womb. Your mother is there to grow that space, but that is you. You are a hologram, and all physical things are a hologram. A plant is a hologram. Um, that's the easiest way for me to describe what hologram is in the way it's described in this CIA document. Um, and so all physical things are holograms, but also energetic things are holograms. Um, and so when you get into the state of resonance, um, through these hemisync tapes, you begin to understand what that feels like, but you can examine new holog- you can create new holograms. So think of manifestation. People talk about the law of attraction and manifesting. That is where you create a new hologram of your physical reality. You can examine old holograms so you can discover your ancestors. You can do that kind of thing. You can also go to alternate holograms and alternate dimensions. So you can travel past, you can pr- travel future, you can go to um, an alien world, um, whatever the case may be. But all of that is possible to access through this hemisync and gateway process, um, which is amazing. Um, And we do that through our higher self, through our source energy that we all are. So the higher self. Yeah. Talk about it a little. I came across on awakenedaligned.com, the same quantum beyond quantum healing paper that I was reading. And it said some things that uh, got me pretty good. And I'd like to share with all of you. Share. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. (laughs) I'm gonna do it. Um, The higher self is the internal, internal, eternal part of you that never dies. Internal and eternal, right? Because not only is it, it's the energy that is within us, it's the energy that is without us, but it's the energy that is connected to everything, which I'll talk about in a minute when we do the ocean analogy, which to me just kind of blows your mind. So go ahead. Well, I also thought of as above, so below, as soon as you were explaining that, like just when I read this paragraph, so many other things that I had previously um, drawn lines between like, oh, that's that study. That's that study. They all like to start connecting again. And I'm like, oh, we're all family. Right. Um, uh, your soul essence and the part of you that makes you, you. I think that's really important, important to pull apart in an age in a society today where everybody's trying to be everybody else. Mm-hmm. You have influencers that, you know, will do anything just to get a, a bunch more followers, even if it takes a step away from their authentic self. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and that's just speaking out of social media. Mm -hmm. Um, The beauty standard is a Kardashian. Right. Moving on. Um, Here's my favorite part that pulls me back into um, just like everything coming. Like everything is cyclical. Mm -hmm. Like there's no like weird ass map or all these things don't connect. Like it's all Mm -hmm. infinity. Mm -hmm. And it is... um, There's no denying or hiding from it because it is an integral part of your being and lived experiences throughout this and countless other lifetimes. It knows every word spoken, every action taken, and everything you have ever seen. But, referencing your higher self still, it is always working with you, never against you. Mm -hmm. It's entirely possible to connect directly with this part of you and benefit from the wealth of insight it has to offer you. Although in reality, you're never disconnected. Right. It talks about so many different things that you can even go back to and find from studying the Holy Bible, deities. Most of the things that everybody talks about is there this disconnect that we have been manipulated to believe with physical and spirituality. Like mm-hmm. there's that we a, are individual. There's a big mm-hmm. sinful gap mm-hmm. and it's an illusion because right. there's no way even through just the study of science, if you need that physical grounding to help you get through, you know, getting out of your comfort zone a little bit, um, break the illusion that you are ever alone and that we are all not connected because mm-hmm. it, it just doesn't make sense. Like we all literally all come from the same place, no matter what we're fighting over. So she broke it down even further And the end of this, I was just like, holy hell, I've never heard of it said like that before. So we have to share. Um, You should think of your higher self as a bit of like a Siri or an an Alexa. And that's after clearing out and doing the work that you need to do to be able to connect. Um, You can call upon information from any of your previous experiences in this life and beyond when asked to do so. It has access to everything that has ever been imprinted on your psyche cellular and DNA memory banks and will always return with the most beneficial answers to your questions. It's a multi-dimensional aspect of your consciousness that is at once your past, your present and your future selves and spirit guides working in unison. It's the totality of your being, which is why some people also refer to it as the oversoul. Mm. there's an infinity symbol in there there is dna memory bank which is protein stored in your dna that through we are rewiring your brain oh my god that is my brain's just going like crazy right now like everything just connects right there you're like cellular cellular dna and memory bank so what you're saying is everything i've done and everything i've lost i've actually never lost illusion Mm -hmm. so let me surrender to the things that i think are an illusion Mm -hmm. let me be thankful for infinite possibilities right freaking now Mm -hmm. because this isn't some woo woo shit right here yeah this isn't something that you can just turn away from and be like okay let me go back to work. Yeah. <laughs> Let me go read my Bible. This, when I, when all these pieces drop on my lap over and over and over, and I mean, I've been with my higher self for a minute now, doesn't mean that I'm healed. Right. It just means that I acknowledge and I am aware of the presence and I'm aware of the team that is working with me. And I am powerful because of that in a world of so many people that are like, no, there's nothing out there. I'm like, dude. You should see who I talk to. (laughs) (laughs) Not everybody's dead. 
Um, but yeah, just reading that, it really breaks it down. It ties in the Akashic Records. It ties in being able to access and get things back that you thought you're lost through through brainwaves, binaural beats, hemisync, mm-hmm. gateway tapes, meditation. Oh my gosh. Right. So for me, the um, joining of the egg and the sperm combine, create your DNA hologram, and then your DNA hologram grows. Right. So that the DNA is an intricate piece of your hologram being created. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, as as I was going, because I'm I'm writing a book on the Gateway Project and helping people understand what it is, how to use it, um, all of that kind of stuff, because um, I mean, you look at a CIA document, it's not the easiest thing to read. You have to read it kind of a couple times, and then you're like, oh, that's what they're saying. Okay, I understand. Which there's a couple people on YouTube that have took the time to read and explain the paper to you. Mm -hmm. And I did it for probably a week before I started going into light codes and 55515 type research. Mm -hmm. Um, But before that, uh, I did yoga to it for a week Mm. Just to like, like listen the YouTubers to it. that we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, the YouTubers. I I did. I didn't just stare at my computer and watch them read the papers because you will zone out and yeah. not get it. But if you're if you don't focus on the TV and you're just like doing another exercise that allows you to listen fully while you're still doing, which yoga is perfect for me because you can focus on your breath while still, you know, you do breath watching basically. Yeah. But um, if you don't want to read the tapes, I did want to go ahead and plug a little bit of you can go to YouTube and find people that aren't going to take away from buying your book by any means. No, but if you no, just no. want to get into it now. There's lots of sources. It's, I'm just Absolutely. creating another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's room for everybody, folks. Absolutely. So um, as I'm summarizing each section of the document and trying to make it feel more accessible in layman's terms rather than like army intelligence terms um an analogy came to me um it's not mine i'm sure i'm sure it was given to me (laughs) um and uh, of the ocean um and i want to share that with you because i think it really helps understand higher so think of the ocean as the source as god as the absolute and the ocean is infinite, okay? So um, the ocean um, is huge, it's vast, it's deep, it's, it's everything. And just consider that as source energy, as God, okay? And source wants to have an experience of being physical because all it is is water. It's water everywhere, it's water everywhere. It wants to be physical, right? So take a, a glass in your hand and dip that glass into the ocean and get some of that source within the glass. Now, source is physical. It is a physical glass of water. So, source has chosen to have a, a physical experience as this glass of water. And you take that glass of water and it, um, it exists only within that glass, but it is, it's not separate from source, even though it is away from it. It is still source energy existing in this physical uh, being which is the glass right um so so while it is physical it's having this experience um it doesn't perceive itself anymore as the ocean because it is a physical being it is a physical glass of water um 
but it is able to have its own experience. Now, when that physical experience is finished, so it it goes to this physical experience because it wants to learn lessons. It wants to know what it's like to be physical. It wants to know how it can travel. It wants to know all kinds of things. It learns these lessons as this glass. And then this lesson is over. This lifetime is over for this physical source being this now this glass of water. And that water is poured back into the ocean. So we reassimilate back into source. And now that water that was in the glass, it doesn't stop existing, but it immediately reintegrates into source. It keeps all of its memories. It keeps all of its knowledge, but it can never be again. You can't, you can take that same glass of water and you can dip it back in the ocean. You can have a new physical experience and you can even have part of the water that you just dumped out, but it is a different experience. It is a different physical aspect. And so that's for me when we're talking like past lives or um, that kind of thing, you know, you can, you dip back into the ocean and now you want to have another physical experience so you pour another glass and now all of a sudden you have this different physical experience some of the same molecules some of the same parts can be in that glass so you experience you know what I've had a life before I've had a past life because every hologram of you is just like every other hologram so even though you may only have one little tiny cell you still have that past life in that physical experience. And we're still drinking water that the dinosaurs drank. Yeah, absolutely. That, All that physical experience is exactly the same. Every time I hear this, I think of a dinosaur drinking out of this infinite water spring. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh. And it has an experience as it goes through the dinosaur, well, it's a cyclical. different physical experience than it is when it becomes a glass of water. You see, you see mm-hmm. the rain come down. But it always comes it, we back. We nurture it, it goes away, it comes back. Yes, mm-hmm. everything's cyclical. And we always go back to source. And um, so we can have new experiences. We can have different experiences. Um, the point in the experience, though, would be diversity. Diversity like and learning. if you're thinking of, like, incarnation, mm-hmm. you're not like, I haven't been a white person for every one of my freaking <laughs> lives. Right. I've been a plant once. I've, yeah. You know, I've been the water that went through a dinosaur. I've been the water that goes through a well. I've been, you know, I've been all of these things. And right now what I am is Desiree. That's what I am right now. And that's the experience I'm having. This is the glass of water that I am. And, um, you know, when we go back to the ocean, we don't know what it's like to be Desiree anymore. We have Desiree's memories. We have Desiree's experiences. And all of us have that now because we all have been shared. But I can't be Desiree again. And so I need to go experience what it's like to be her and learn the lessons that she needs to learn. Um, and so that ocean analogy, I mean, you can apply that to just really the whole the whole experience of source and the difference in being physical and reconnecting to source. So as I, so if I'm that glass of water and I want to connect to source without giving up being a glass of water, so I dip my glass down into the ocean, I can see all of what's happening again. I can't be source, but I can understand source. I can see more of source. And so that's what we're doing is we're, we're, when we change our vibration level to, um, reacclimate ourselves to source is we are taking that glass of water that is being physical, dipping it down into the ocean without letting it spill. (laughs) Right. It's great. Um, The comedy side in me, though, of course, is like, (laughs) 
you know, like water in a glass, like that's cool. And then I was like, okay, like diversity, like what, what else do you want to be besides like a glass of water? But if you're the glass and the water is the water, like, are, are we just adding flavors? Like, do you want to be iced tea? <laughs> do you want to be peach tea? <laughs> right. Sometimes. Do you want to be Kool-Aid? Yeah. Do you want to be carbonated? And all that's going to gonna teach us something. Do you want to be juice? Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm listening to you fully, but then the the cup just keeps k- changing colors in my mm-hmm. head. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn it, Cheyenne, you're a child focus. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's exactly like there's all different kinds of glasses of waters, just like, mm-hmm. um, Dasani, Aquafina, I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, you can be the water that gets um, sprayed off of a boat, right? So that's a different Falls. experience to have. What you can an be, honor. Exactly. And, and when you consider that water is source, and then you have all these different experiences, but you always go back to being water. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the universal consciousness Mm-hmm. of everything like I love feeling like I am connected to everybody and everything and you know at the end of the day our human brains can only process and understand so much based on what like based on our glass where that's all we can understand where that it's yeah it stops mm-hmm. at a certain degree like I could study metaphysics spirituality anything for the rest of my life and the more I know the more I know nothing mm-hmm. so it's it could be an easy trap to get into mm-hmm. is kind of where I think I'm going with this is you know getting stuck in a constant cycle of healing getting stuck in a constant cycle of studying thinking that you're evolving by studying the past mm-hmm. um, you are to a certain degree there's a balance with everything but at the end of the day, like realizing and seeing all the correlations um, through all these things that are told that they should divide us. Mm-hmm. It's like who stands up, who stands up and either wants to be a part of the glue, wants to be a part of the solution as a whole, not a desire for one specific subject. Right. Who has a vision for unification? Right. Well, it's like how when you consider God, universe, source as the ocean Mm -hmm. how silly is it for one wave to laugh at another wave because it's a different shape it's the same thing Mm -hmm. they don't do that the ocean doesn't do that we as humans do that that's our human side and we're here to learn (laughs) as human species were a bird right now we would not be able to fly you see those wings are just like beating the shit out of each other and the birds in the middle like the fuck Yeah, I can I can hear that squawking bird right now. I'm pretty sure I'm just watching cartoons all day in my head. Like, thank you guys. This is freaking entertaining. Um, Okay, so so the topic is hypnosis, hypnosis, and hypnosis lets us go to source. Yes, and understand. And I believe. Okay, here is one thing that I wanted to say is benefits of a readily accessing alert phase of theta. What? The benefits of all of these things that we talked about. Thank you. Okay. Is, you know, (laughs) creativity is more abundant and in your life. Yes. We are all supposed to create Mm -hmm. something. We all have something we we like. We are creation. We are supposed to continue that. We are supposed to keep going. Doesn't mean that we can not borrow, not be influenced, not all of that stuff. But if you feel like you're like clogged the fuck up and have like no idea what you're supposed to do with all of this like God given energy, you're supposed to create like find your passion, find your gift. Mm-hmm. Your mission is to 
find your gift and share with the world. Mm -hmm. Um, I am a writer. I love writing just like you write. Mm -hmm. I've been writing since I was a kid in journals, poetry, um, so many different facets that I've been able to like release a little bit. Mm -hmm. And from a very young age, I have wrote disturbing things that parents shouldn't read in their kid's diary. (laughs) I'm just going to be honest. I really, really have. I learned things earlier. Um, I wrote about things that I was actually just observing. Mm -hmm. So um, what my parents didn't understand is when they're reading my journal, which most people do because you write your journal about yourself. Mm -hmm. Well, I was absorbing so many different things from such a young age that I do think that I had, I didn't know how to process all of these things. Um, so writing them down, either two people, four people, mm-hmm. how I processed it is going to get intermingled with my real feelings. Mm-hmm. So even today I have a crate of all of my old notebooks and mostly everything that I could write a thought down on. And I have days where I will dedicate myself to going back through these because I forgot parts of myself that I know got me here today. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here reading and seeing these things from even now, like that I have Monroe and in a couple of years, you know, she's going to start having an attitude and all of this <laughs> fun stuff. And, you know, she's going to be discovering herself. Karma is coming mm-hmm. for mommy. Um, <laughs> but like I look at them not as the 10, 11, 12, 13 year old that wrote it. Like now I'm a mother looking at myself as, as a mother as a child, you know, I'm just, yeah. I'm bouncing back and forth between so many aspects of myself as I'm reading these. And I'm like, okay, I'm a mother now. And I found my child's journey, journey, journal. What do I think? I really don't think that she's clairvoyant, clairaudient, can see dead people and that she's an empath and intuitive. I see her as a troubled, depressed teen who I have no idea what to do with, but I don't understand her attitude. And you know, why the fuck she's a little bitch. you mean a little badass (laughs) yes yes um so just going back through those finding those parts of myself bringing them back to light um really helps me with my continuing education and my therapy and in my process writing for me is the absolute best freaking way to know those parts of yourself without judgment. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite exercises to do is if I need to write something and get it out. Mm-hmm. And I know that like nobody should ever read it. You burn that bitch. <laughs> and it is ceremonial <laughs> because you're also releasing it. You're like, hey, I'm setting this intention right now. Everything starts with intent. I'm setting this intention right now that I have something heavy on me, heavy on my heart, heavy on my mind. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and without judgment, without interference of any other egotistical side of myself, I'm going to get it down on this paper. And after I get it out, I'm going to release it and I'm going to burn it and I'm going to give it back into the universe to transmute it positively. Just get it away from me. I've learned the lesson. I'm done. I'm good. Mm -hmm. That doesn't really apply to anything. But why I say that is writing for me, writing for you. It's the best therapeutic way to get that out. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you're going to go back and and, it helps me understand too what my emotion is that's happening. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to take that and you're going to really, really know yourself Mm -hmm. or remember yourself so Mm -hmm. you can move and learn on those lessons, there's many different facets out there, but it's your responsibility to find those Mm -hmm. and use that and bring that gift out and share it with people. Mm -hmm. Otherwise that congestion that you feel that, 
oh, I don't know why I'm depressed. I don't know why I'm this. It's like you're denying parts of yourself that are screaming at you to connect with them. Mm -hmm. Light, dark, whatever shadow, inner child, future self, spirit guides, whatever you want to go to. It doesn't matter what you buy. It doesn't matter the house, the car. None of that matters because if you choose to, you know, go ahead and medicate yourself the rest of your life because shit's pulling at your heartstrings, you know, that's your path to each their own. Mm-hmm. I'm just letting you know that there are alternative ways, but you got to do the work. Right. And you can do the work on medication. I'm not saying like, don't do like if, if you, if that's if your you way, need antidepressants, if you need antidepressants, antidepressants, dick it. That's not right. what I'm saying. What I'm mm-hmm. saying is denying that knock at your heart, right. at your head. Which is why you need antidepressants. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, denying that root that's there. Yeah. It's all intertwined. It's, it, it's amazing how no matter what thing we're going to bring up, hypnosis, Reiki, any. So many subjects. So many subjects that I could just rattle off here. At the end, they're all like interconnected and it comes back to it being a place, a safe place for you to heal yourself and help others. Mm-hmm. What more could you want? than to figure out how to somewhat be self-sustainable in your body as your temple mm-hmm. and waking up every day and how to feel good about yourself and, again. Yes. Mm-hmm. And knowing when you look in the mirror, like, yes, I do love myself mm-hmm. and, and not oh, faking it. <laughs> yeah. You're like, okay, so what's going on today? Are we having like just a meltdown about our <laughs> physical appearance? Right. You know, like what is disconnected? Let's mm-hmm. have that awareness. Or the guilt because you weren't nice to someone in, when you were 13 or whatever it is inside whatever of you. you. Need to, yeah, whatever mm-hmm. you need to let go of. Like you're here for that purpose mm-hmm. to learn these lessons. I believe we're all mirrors for each other, mm-hmm. um, whether it's a good experience or a bad experience. I know I've said that before, um, but that that's the only way that I've been able to forgive myself for people that I don't get to go back to and say, hey, I realize I fucked up. Mm-hmm. There's... A couple names that always randomly pop in my head when I'm being like the best version of myself. And I'm like, I'm feeling really good right now. And they're like, remember that one time in eighth grade? And I was like, I do. But that's like, that is me. But that's not me anymore. Mm -hmm. I have learned that lesson, but I'm not. This isn't my name's Earl. And Mm -hmm. I don't have a list of people. And I'm not going to come knock on your door doing a 12-step program. I feel like I released it to the universe. I have learned my lesson. And if you do need an apology, gmail dot com i'll look at it and see if i was supposed to help you with some karma or we can go ahead and do one of those am i the asshole episodes am am i the (laughs) asshole yeah alex you write in your side i'll explain my side we'll let everybody else decide right because that's what we're here for is to pick my fucking past apart well i okay so this is off topic of hypnosis and but i'm going to share it anyway because of what you were saying it just popped in my head which is hope oh no oh no i don't know who's studied that but it's an amazing little you tricky taught tool me it too. yeah it's I nice so, so um no matter what happens in your life And I say no matter what happens in your life, all of those things that you're like, no, there's no possible way. Yes, absolutely. um, Are of your creation. And you need to say to yourself, to those experiences, to the chair you're sitting in, um, these four phrases. We might have to cut here because I need to remember. (laughs) Okay. Um, It is. um, Pause. Thank you. I love you. Uh, please forgive me. I'm sorry. That's how it starts. I'm sorry. Okay. 
So the four phrases of Hopa Ono Ono, whenever you come across anything, you can do it all day, every day, but whenever you come across anything is, I'm sorry, thank you, I love you, please forgive me. No. I'm sorry, thank you, no. I'm sorry, I love you, thank you, please. Oh, shit. What is it? Hold on. Let's look it up. We don't have to pause. I'm sorry, please forgive me, I love you, and thank you. And you speak this to the deepest parts of yourself. So, for example, um, I'm driving and I hit a bird, okay? I say to the bird, I say to myself, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I just hit you. Please forgive me. Please forgive me for needing to create this experience to teach me something and that you were negatively impacted because of that. I love you, meaning I love myself, I love the bird, I love everything, and thank you. Thank you for this experience. Thank you for what this has taught me, right? So it teaches me to slow down. Whatever it teaches me, it doesn't matter. But you think of that, of what just happened, and you say, I'm sorry, please forgive me, I love you, and thank you. And if you don't... So it teaches you like everything's a teachable moment, no matter what everything's, it is. Everything you create in order to get a lesson. Mm-hmm. And it will continue to happen. And even if, like, I can think of times when um, I'm really upset with someone because they were a total asshole to me, right? Or, um, like, I didn't do anything. I'll just be real personal here for a minute. I was raped when I was younger. I need to consider that situation as something I created for myself. I need to take 100% accountability for it. And I know that feels ugly to a lot of people. Oh, there's so many people that completely just blocked you out right now. Absolutely. But I did. I applied this to that. And I said, I'm sorry. Saying I'm sorry to the person who I created to rape me. Saying I'm sorry to myself for giving myself that experience. Right. Saying, please forgive me. I love you to the person who did that. I mean, I understand the release in it, but you're yeah. right. It's so Absolutely. fucking heavy. Don't start there. Don't start yeah, you there. Don't, yeah, you don't get to start there. And I think that's no. what turned people off immediately. You're like, mm-hmm. uh-huh, yeah. So I'm just <laughs> driving along, remembering I got raped a decade ago. Right. And I'm just supposed to say these four fucking words and be fucking and fine. And it's my fault. Yeah, right. fuck you, Desiree, turning the episode off. Absolutely. Yeah, you don't get to start there, honey. No. Back it up. One in three women are assaulted in the United Absolutely. States, and that's actually an outdated study Mm -hmm. every woman i have ever talked to has been sexually harassed sexually assaulted or raped absolutely so Mm -hmm. let's back it down we're not starting there (laughs) okay hard left turn but that's what this show is for (laughs) this is a safe place for anything and you can't go there yet so why don't you go get some qhht (laughs) why don't you do some self-hypnosis Yeah, let's just open up a little and start examining being stuck okay mm-hmm. so for instance like let's just bring ayahuasca into this mm-hmm. so it said that if you go on an ayahuasca retreat it is going to give you somewhat of a self-created hail everything that you've done hail <laughs> um but also father hail like father hail <laughs> Also, um, it activates the fear and the anxiety parts in your brain, like where those traumatic events are. Mm, it released. brings up the source of the fear. 
Yes, it's mm. released. You technically do. Sometimes people have reported that they have relive, relive those things, mm-hmm. but they don't affect them past that point anymore. They've mm-hmm. released it. It's out of their body. So if you think about, you know, one of the worst things that have ever happened to you in your life, I'm sorry to bring that up right now, but if it's affecting you that much still, you haven't grown from it. You've attached to it and it's still with you. You've become identified by it rather than learning from it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And even when I thought about, to go back to my writings like my parents found my writings when I was younger and Mm -hmm. and they're just like we need to have a talk with you Mm -hmm. and I'm just like why can't anybody understand that I'm getting this stuff out of me so it's not in me and I don't act out on it right right or maybe I want to I am trying to figure out why I feel the way I feel why you affect me the way I do why I don't want to be around you, why mm-hmm. I do want to be around you, why mm-hmm. I'm infatuated with you, why you annoy me. Right. All of these like normal human nature questions I'm mm-hmm. trying to figure out and apparently document because I don't want to forget. Mm-hmm. I can honestly say even as a kid, I just felt like tired. Like I would learn stuff and I would be bored with it immediately. And there's just this inner, oh my God, I've done this before. <laughs> you know, and that's not even like ego talk. I'm just like, so many things pop out in my mind where I'm like, oh, get it over with. Right. And now through all of the things that I've experienced just since, you know, my spiritual awakening, (laughs) I can't wait to coin that a different term, but right now that's what we're going to stick with through like, I have more of a need to learn now than I did when I was in school. And when I did the first two semesters of college that I was like, I'm good care about it's yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm not even going to tree branch it into education versus indoctrination, but I do remember as much as a failure I felt leaving college and having to deal with, you know, a lot of people in your life being like, you're fucking up. That's what you're supposed to do. I didn't understand how I was going to do it when I was falling asleep in a professor's room that I was paying to be in Mm -hmm. where my mom was or my dad was or, (laughs) you know, whoever, whoever paid my semester's intuition I was just like this cannot I think like my desperation is what continued to wake me up over and over and over because no matter what I experienced no matter what people told me to go experience I would just always hit this wall of this isn't fucking it and if it is I'm fucking out right I'm not depressed anymore I'm fucking pissed right we wonder why so many teenagers commit suicide and it's because they hit this wall of I'm not doing this without having any mm, guide or hand that says let me help you through this because you are doing this well that's a great segue into a guy on TikTok his name is Finn and I spiraled down his page and he was like first of all he looks like this tattooed lumberjack in the middle of the woods <laughs> and he's this kick-ass like therapist for like, children guy. yeah yeah that too but he just like breaks it down so well yeah um so i was interested because he looks like a smart lumberjack right with a bunch I of tattoos i think that would interest me too yeah i was like i'm gonna listen to what he says and he's like super assertive about it but not like scary assertive like i'm listening to you everything you say fucking matters Mm -hmm. and he said uh kids don't want to be fixed they want to be understood Mm -hmm. and he goes into like to understand yeah and they want to understand but if you the worst thing you can ever do to your kids is make them live on your agenda for what you think you should have for them right and parent them with your traumas on what you couldn't be what you shouldn't have done Mm -hmm. in your life which is why this work is so important 
because we don't want to continue that ancestral damage and pass that to on the down. next generation. All of that trauma that we're experiencing because because energetically our DNA says we have to experience abandonment. Yes. And now we're going to let our kids experience abandonment and their kids experience it. And no, let's stop that now. Let's do this work and stop it now and not pass it on so that we can grow as a human evolution and become a better society. At the same time, I don't want to give the perception that we're saying if you do all of these things that you're going to sit by a fire and sing Kumbaya. <laughs> because You might eventually. Because you could, be, a long you could be living in a life right now that uh, the foundation is cracking. Right. The foundation has been cracked. The walls... Mm. Or what are we going to do? Are we going to put another coat of paint or are we going to sell this fucking shit and get over ourselves? Mm-hmm. Uh, soul work, shadow work, inner child therapy. It's going to reveal the parts of yourself that you don't want to face, the things you don't want to face up to, and it's going to force you to grow. Mm-hmm. And that's the scariest thing that I found is there are comforts in my life mm-hmm. that are here that will not be there. Yeah. And, and, and it's easy it, to it, want to go it back makes to you, them. Yeah, it, because it's familiar territory. Mm-hmm. You want to go, you want to stay there. Fuck it. I get it. All right. There's life lessons. There's karma. <laughs> yep. If I do this, I I've get done nirvana. Enough this lifetime. Let's yeah. Just <laughs> and you're just like, you know what? I'm actually, I'm actually good. Right. Like I'm going to, I'm going to stop right here. Yeah. I've blah, 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 blah. This is everything I've done. This is everything I found. I'm going to choose to not go any further and I'm just going to live this way. You have free will. You 100% do not have to do anything like that. Mm -hmm. What I am wrapping up to is I can't deny it. Right. I can't, I can't be asleep. You woke up to it. Yeah. And (laughs) And now you're there. And I didn't, it wasn't like I was like out looking for a vampire to bite me (laughs) is the best thing I could describe. I'm not like, Oh my gosh, I just want to prove to everybody that we're all immortal beings and we all need to wake up and sing fucking Kumbaya together. I'm like, wow, I can't go back. Mm -hmm. It's like if you took shrooms the first time and you're like, I know y'all want to say that that's just like weird brain chemicals and it's a drug and but <laughs> some something else is out there and you can just like google the visual spectrum right now to mm-hmm. see the whole chart of what's actually out there and what's around us and what we can experience because we, it's all we can have the ability yeah. to sense with our In, physical self exactly yeah so uh segue really quick yes is there's a tiktok of a guy driving a tesla through a cemetery and you can see this the spirits just like walking around yeah Uh that's the perfect representation of now those you only know what you know blending Mm -hmm. and science is growing Mm -hmm. so many different things are growing around us the truth the age of aquarius is here everything is coming to light i i work for a radio station and I love it so much. But uh, I have to hear a lot of things that I'm not necessarily, like, I don't really give a shit about because I see it as a low vibrational narrative to distract me from me and the masses. Like, I'm a part of the masses. I'm not, like, fucking special. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's meant to, like, bring me down and keep me focused on a fear war-based mentality. Right. And I just, I can't play ball to things that don't feel good to me. Mm-hmm. I have lost um, friends. Um, I have distanced myself from family members. I cannot eat certain foods anymore after researching what it actually fucking is. 
I still have like splurge moments, I would say. But the biggest thing after waking up is trying to figure out how to still be exist in society and exist without just like acting like Jim Morrison and calling everybody <laughs> fucking slaves. Because I love people. I I love learning. I I am not elevated above anybody. I am here doing what I am supposed to be doing too. I just realized the biggest talent I have is talking so fucking forever. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, seriously. And I never, I know that I brought Andy Andrews up one time, but mm-hmm. he said that in like one of his conferences I saw in Kansas City. He's like, yeah, I wasn't really good at anything. I was like a couch server that could like talk your ear off. And I was like, oh my God. That's me. I don't have to worry about a fucking thing because I already, I just finished up couch surfing. I thought I ended up couch surfing a couple years later again, <laughs> but oh my God, I'm not a freak. There's nothing wrong with me. I just like talking. I like sharing. I like experiencing. It's your gift. It's definitely my gift. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I thought was my flaw for so long and mm-hmm. is now actually my gift. Mm-hmm. And Oprah Winfrey said on, said that on a Disney movie. I can't think of what it is. I'm, I can see the cover in my head, but I can't think of what it is, and I feel awful. But, yeah, she says, I gift you your flaws. And the girl looked, her, looked at her like she was crazy. Mm. But to wrap this up into yes. a quote from Dolores Cannon, because I should have just said the quote, and this could have ended 30 minutes ago. <laughs> this is our fucking show. We'll talk about what we want. <laughs> Listen if you want. Listen if you want. Um, she says, the awakening is the purpose. The awakening of the fact that in essence, we are light, we are love. Each cell of our body, each cell and molecule of everything. The power source that runs all life is light. So to awaken to that knowledge and to desire to operate in that realm and to believe that it is possible are all factors that will put you there. And that comes from the convoluted universe book one. And she has five on the convoluted universe. That was one of my favorite quotes that stuck out to me about her because that's the, that's where I'm at now and believing in awakening and knowledge and learning and understanding myself and how to be a better human on my own, not outsourcing that to somebody else, which I've done so many times in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're going to make me a better person. Get over here. Yeah. Let me Fuck. go to this seminar. Let me do this book. Yeah, let well, me just mm-hmm. in people in your life too. Right. I mean, like that's going to be like codependency issues. That's mm-hmm. going to be in child issues. That's going to be also shadow work, mm-hmm. all that stuff. It all interconnects. But when I realized how many things that I was actually outsourcing, mm-hmm. uh, letting people's opinions stop me, letting myself stop me, mm-hmm. letting limited beliefs stop me mm-hmm. because of your, you're my family, you're my friend, I love you, I care about you. Oh, what will they think about me if I do that? Blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. What blah, will blah, they blah. think? Yeah, and you <laughs> kind of do, you have to transcend over all of that garbage, no mm-hmm. matter, again, if they're a loved one. I'm not like trying to break any fucking families up. I'm just saying, Quit believing in the illusion that just because you married this person, just because this person is your mother, Gave birth to you, just because right. like you, that, that's where the, that's where it stops. You don't get to grow past that. These are the conditions that are placed of you. In fact, your bed. you must grow past that. But in fact, it's a, it is a life lesson. It is something mm-hmm. that you can grow and evolve from. Mm-hmm. And there's so, so And you don't much. have to grow without them, but no. it is their choice to come with you. But if you realize a block, 
That's mm-hmm. my thing. Is my hardest blocks were the people's closest to my heart. Absolutely. In That's so how many it's designed. facets. My mom and my sister are like, what the fuck did I do to you if they're listening to it right now? I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about all the families all over the United States I was right. able to make and be a part of. And these mirrors lift the layers if we're all connected you know, go back to the unification of all of us. There is no label. There is no skin color. There is none of these things that divide us. Mm -hmm. When you have eyes that see you as your soul and see you as your, as your path. Mm -hmm. And all I want from you is to know that I'm rooting for you Mm -hmm. because we're all, we're all going to the same place, Mm -hmm. but you're going to run into people that they don't want you to go. Yeah. And if you get there, I can go too. Yeah. So go. But let's hit that one more time. If you come up on people, no matter who the fuck they are in your life, and you're like, oh, yeah, they don't they don't want me to advance. They don't want me to go. Like, you need to ask yourself why the fuck your supposed loved one is pulling you the fuck down. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to label it. You're just like, I'm really confused because love should be unconditional and I should be able to grow and learn to make mistakes and come back and talk about it and yada, yada, yada. But that's one of the hardest parts that I've ever had Mm -hmm. about through the evolution process is, I mean, teach their own 100%. I'm never going to like advise anybody to like do anything crazy, but recognizing you need those those changes, you need those tower moments, you need mm-hmm. those you need those dark nights of the soul, you need to integrate the shadow self. Mm-hmm. All of these super, super important things to get you to evolve. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to do it in this lifetime and you realize that that was your purpose, that's freaking cool. Then apparently you didn't read the end of the book where it says <laughs> you'll be back. Right. So if you You're going to be a glass of water again. If you think of all of the things that you've been through and you're like, oh my God, I never want to experience that again. Work on your move forward Mm -hmm. because churches are selling tickets to heaven like it's the fucking norm. Mm -hmm. And And all it takes is a 10% of your wage. Yeah. And (laughs) And I'm like, oh, my God, stop (laughs) doing this, which that isn't every church. But no, absolutely not. I don't want like a bunch of churches getting mad at me because I go and frequent a bunch of churches because I love the people there. I'm a big observe, don't attach person. Mm hmm. So if you want to send me hate mail, I'm going to read it on the podcast. <laughs> That's not encouraged. That. I'm not encouraging <laughs> it. I'm just letting you know, like, I'm not tr- trying to upset anybody. I'm See, and saying, if you send me hate mail, I'm just going to ignore it. <laughs> as soon as I figure out it's hate mail, it's going to be delete. <laughs> I don't have time for it. I mean, I don't have time for it, but I don't want... Like, if you're like, I hope you die, like, that's hate mail. But if you're like, if you have something that tests my core beliefs, I'm actually going to read it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not scared to go into the paradox of life, of earth, of whatever. Mm -hmm. I think it's fascinating. It makes me want to live when I continue to learn. When I stop learning, I am ignorant and complacent. And I start getting jaded and judging people and people come to me with their dreams. And I never want to be one of those people when someone comes to me with their dreams and I go, oh, well, you can't do that because of my perspective, my perspective, my Mm -hmm. story, my experience. Yeah. Get off of everybody's agenda. Get on your own fucking agenda. One thing that I love about hanging out with you, like outside of the studio is um, I'm human. 
I'm going to admit that right now to everybody. I'm human. I don't know if you knew this. I thought you were Pleiadian. <laughs> I know, right? Starcy. I'm source. I'm ocean. Um, so, uh, you know, if I get into low vibrations like judgment or I see something, someone wearing something funny and I'm like, what the heck is that? And you're like, okay, okay. Let's 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 pull that back a little. This happened last weekend. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, thank you for helping me realize that. Because we don't know what we're doing sometimes. We're just living and we don't get that we're we're not contributing positively. You can't do it at all times. You like, can't do it at few all of times. That can I do still that. tell myself to choose joy every day, and then sometimes I make fun of myself because I go, you know what, <laughs> Regina, the character on Once Upon a Time, like the evil queen, yeah, like that's that's my bitchy. You fucked up or watch outside, and yeah. I and I know and like I feel her course through my veins because she's powerful. Yeah, and one of the things she said on the show when she's trying to be good in the like the dark queen is pulling her back she's like i want to i want to love i want to give up on the anger so bad but you don't understand how vulnerable i feel when i'm loving and i'm trying to help and protect people she goes i am powerful in my anger right. and i am so strong and you can't hurt me mm-hmm. and i was like oh no you're like that hit me inside yeah it hit me inside because yeah. <laughs> i was like that that was my whole um, rough around the edges, go fuck yourself personality mm-hmm. that I'm still capable of bringing up mm-hmm. as a protective manner for myself. Right. You know, and then, but I also have the awareness to be like, why do I feel the need to protect myself and treat this person like this? What did they quote unquote bring up in myself that made me because freak it's out on them? All a mirror and it's all for us. Or, I mean, even on the other thing, like you think of like the ghosting people coach culture mm-hmm. um i love that that's named because i've been ghosting people since i got into technology <laughs> like let's go back to yahoo chat rooms age <laughs> sex location right you know bye-bye yeah um, but if you think about like the psychological process of ghosting people if you are the ghoster or not i think we're all both depending mm-hmm. on scenarios um after i started doing a little bit of healing work i was like why do i do that like why can't i just like not do that in situations oh fuck it's me like you always want to tell yourself like somebody else did something to you and that's like why it's not there and there's obviously like i know that you did your hobo hobo ona ona thing either um i'm not gonna like try to drive my train back into that really quick but there are so many things that happen to us that you have to really step back and be like why am i judging that person mm-hmm. um because i've been I've been uh, like a dude chick my whole life Mm -hmm. and then my dudes get girls and I I don't know what happens when these women see me, but (laughs) some of the friends I get to keep some of the friends it like I'm treated like a mistress and I was like, uh, (sighs) this is so confusing. I cannot think about this anymore. (laughs) This must be a lesson for me, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? A clue to my disconnection with my feminine. And mm-hmm. since I am continuously surrounded and crucified by women I don't know that are consistently like showing me that they also have an unfilled 
un- unhealed divine feminine aspect of them. Mm-hmm. I'm more grateful when I come up on these scenarios where I'm like, oh, look, another one. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I'm still not healed. Mm-hmm. I have severe feminine issues. Which is a perfect segue to our next episode. <laughs> Which is when we meet with... Oh my gosh. Do I get to do can I say Quan Yin right now? Is that is that where we're going to? Well, yes, but we have a guest and then we're going to go into it. Kendra. We speak with Kendra next. Yes, Kendra. Kendra's a long episode and I thought I was going to cut it up, but screw it. I'm not. Just take a road trip <laughs> because she's so funny. But we're definitely going to touch on femininity. Empowering women, um, empowering women, empowering each other, Quit empowering treating women like shit. Right. I think that's an important one. We all struggle with it. We all judge. We all we all like exercise our insecurities and in, like things we don't even realize we're doing. And for the more masculine among us that might be listening, even though we probably will have a really heavy feminine audience, um, it's important to listen to the feminine episodes because we are all both aspects divine and divine feminine divine masculine yeah for any guy who's sitting there and being like oh that's I'm not gonna for me i'm gonna skip that <laughs> i mean you totally can free will and all yeah but absolutely we we all need to integrate both parts of ourselves mm-hmm. so i just vulnerably admitted that i struggle so hard with my feminine aspect i can 100 percent tell you that the feminine me has been so abused over and over and over in so many different scenarios in my life that I would prefer to be a dude chick, hang around dudes and have a little more of a masculinity because, because you I'm protecting have to safety her. yourself. I have to safety her. Mm-hmm. The, the nurturing side, the caring side, the passionate side, the creative side, the loving side of me Gets has pushed. been pushed in pushed and pushed and she will give she will just give and give and give and be like i don't know why my cup's empty <laughs> that's so weird that people won't fill it back up yeah <laughs> so nice teaser super nice teaser mm-hmm. you know what else is a nice teaser what's that is this guy okay excited his uh his band name and maybe his real name's pluto but it's unlike pluto Ah. And uh, I came across it. It's royalty-free music. I emailed them and was like, please be a guest on our show. I I just, I need to know how you make music. <laughs> and he just bought a new drum kit, so he said he was going to drop some new stuff about that. But he's got a song called Stir Crazy, and there's a part in it that I just think we should just, like, boogie our booties out of the episode with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you made it to the end. Congratulations. You made it to the end. I really hope you learned something. Uh, we'll have websites and sourcings at the bottom. If you have any questions, feel free to leave us a voicemail on our website. And we I also, hope we've provoked you to go research and learn more for yourself. Definitely. And we'll have our email down at the bottom. So if you want to email us directly, um, I can't wait to show you this again. You can. Oh, most importantly, if you want to hear this song, you can get it on like Spotify, Apple Music, all the major platforms. It is called Stir Crazy by Unlike Pluto. Um, Thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope you enjoy. Feels like I'm still crazy.